Come one, come all. It's that time of year once again where snow brings a stillness to the usual hustle and bustle of the kingdom's capital Vale. However, within that stillness is a promise, a harbinger of the excitement to come. Every year, without fail, Toron's traveling carnival makes its final stop in the province of Valia. And every year, you and your friends attend. The carnival is filled with games, prizes, and wonders from all corners of the world. Formed in the year 01, this is the carnival's 500th anniversary, and they're making sure the entire kingdom knows it. King Thrand and Queen Ree themselves will be in attendance, and have given the circus permission to use the courtyard and garden of the royal palace. To commemorate this momentous occasion, Toron's 25 times great-grandson, Toroloni, has introduced a grander reward than ever before, an audience with royalty, the king and queen themselves. Now, this is more than just an audience. This is a wish being granted. Some people dream of sharing their inventions, others their art. After all, if only the king could see this act, you'd, you'd make a fortune from it. However, you all have something else to bring to the table. The lot of you have been friends for years, and because of this have worked on many different projects. The idea that remains the most promising is a new type of magic that all of you have been experimenting with. Emiskir has recently made a discovery, and is confident that if you all can win to show the king and queen, you would receive the proper funding and cut down your testing time to a mere four years. The big if is if you can thwart the crowds of people coming to prove their mettle. Aim true, build well, and roleplay to your heart's content as you once again find yourself at Toron's Traveling Carnival. Fable, you are the first to arrive. It's easy when you live in your tower in the village of Cavadon. It's less than a standard day's journey away by horse. But you are no standard person and came two days early. You see, you had business in the city. You were meeting with a man who sold you some inferior wiring while at full price. Thankfully, that business was already taken care of, and the hidden trunk in your carriage was filled a little bit more than usual. You lean against one of the barrels that is owned by one of the food stalls you always meet at. You're eating a chocolate and orange squirrel scone, free, of course. You may like to think of it as you moving up in the world, getting recognized in the big city, but you know, begrudgingly. It's because the owner of this establishment always loves seeing the friends meet. You know, I apologize. You're in the middle of telling me such a great story, but the front of the house pulled me away. Please, Fable, continue sharing the story you're telling my son. The absolute hulking form of an ox man made its way past a curtain separating the front and back of house of Whopper's restaurant. You met here. You meet here every year. But this is the first time that Whopper has had help. You knew he had a son, but you don't see him very often. So um, my character's name is Fable. They are a wizard, specifically enchantment wizard. Um, and the fun little backstory thing I wrote out is uh, Fable has always been curious, and they never let anything stop them in the pursuit of knowledge. Conducting experiments at school and toying with people's emotions to see how they'd react became a genuine interest in the arcane ability to, ma to manipulate others though they were never one to turn up their nose at a good destruction spell. Sometimes the art of enchantment magic was more trouble than it was worth, and Fable had to get by with a few tricks that were a little more practical than they were used to. Lying, sneaking, and stealing is just another way to get at to the top in their eyes, and they aren't opposed to it in the slightest. 
though they will always prefer making friends over foes. Fable, the uh, giant, let's just cut to the chase, the uh, giant ox man that you will eventually know as the biggest Mac uh, looks over at you and seems to be really enjoying the conversation you've struck up, uh, sort of telling him about yourself. Uh, it was now at this time, pardon me, it's now at this time as you look down the path that you see I'm a skier. So why don't you uh, give a little bit of introduction to your characters as well? Um, so I'm a skier is a, a level 10 monk. He's a wood elf. Um, he, his background is a, a sage. He's an astronomer. Um, he has spent most of his uh, time in the monastery gazing at stars, charting stars, um, and recently has discovered a new type of magic and has uh, gotten permission from the monastery to seek out uh, and expand this this magic and bring it to the world. Um, he is uh, kind of imposing, but not intimidating. He is um, uh, not quite refined, but um, probably more refined than, uh, than Fable. Um, and has some more scruples than Fable, I think, but primarily is committed to uh, seeking out knowledge uh, rather than any religion or philosophy. We did forget to say Fable is a tiefling. And by the way, um, this has been... I don't necessarily know when the last time a lot of you saw each other. Some of you have been working closely together uh, in the expansion of this magic. For others of you, it may have been a little bit. So if you personally have... A little headcanon as to that. Feel free to share it. Ah, Fable, it is good to see you. Ah, uh, hello again. How have you been? I have been quite well, thank you. It has been a good journey coming, and I am excited for the events of the carnival. And of course, excited for this hulking one's food. Ah, I'm a skier. It is good to see you once again. And he... The, uh, the giant form uh, that we will affectionately call Whopper has slammed down a, a hulking plate of meat uh, and said, Eat up! Uh, my son is uh, going to be leaving soon. Can you believe this? He's taking a tour of all the different taverns and villages. Ah, yes, he's going to be a cook just like his daddy. So uh, take, uh, take some food. Here you go. He slides it over uh, a big hulking plate of meat uh, and you get the thought as he rushes away that he's not going to be letting you pay for it. Fable, what have you been up to in the month or so since we last saw one another? Oh, well, you know, um, same as always, experiments, um, specifically failed ones, but I won't get too deep into those. Um, let's see. No one has lost any more arms on your account, I hope? Oh, no, 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 um, as, as far as I know. Uh, of course, there's always things that I tend to leave behind, for my own safety, of course. Um, it, fairly well, I suppose. Uh, can't complain too much. This is good. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you more and sharing some of the, uh, some of the discoveries that I have made about our constellations, friends, uh, looking over us. 
And speaking of things looking over you, as well as people complaining, Fable, you may not be complaining, but the people who are stuck behind the trotting form of Ayapia are. Uh, they simply don't like how much room they're taking up. Brendan, if you'd introduce your character, please. Yes, tonight I'm playing Ayapia. Uh, he is not a horse centaur, but a deer centaur, or servitar, uh, as it so happens. Uh, Iapia comes from the Forest of Broad, uh, where he was originally a uh, guardsman of the king, King Alanthier. Alanthier, that's right. And uh, <clears throat> he uh, was chosen from amongst those guards to act as an emissary to the outside world, has since spent years traveling all over the place, uh, but uh, particularly uh, is fond of the capital city of Vale and uh, the friends that he has made there. And so no matter where he happens to be traveling, especially this time of year, always comes back to the city. Sorry, what did you say your class was? Oh, uh, I am a uh, Fighter 3 Ranger 7. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Nice. Multi-class. Yeah, don't you dare say he's Ranger 7 Fighter 3. Because <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be wrong. Well, I mean, it was just kind of the order that I filled them out in. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, technically he was level 1 fighter first. Uh, gotta get those con saves, you know. Ah, uh, good evening, friends. Fable, Amaskir, it is good to see you. It has been so long. Ah, uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome to the city. How how has the open air been treating you? Ah, uh, the open air. There's just nothing like it. And both of you would be able to smell, like, cinnamon and maybe nutmeg and maybe some cloves. Uh, that happens with some regularity when you're around Aya. Uh, just different spices seem to be on the air. Uh, and you never really can figure out why, but they're there. Uh, maybe? Add a little allspice and you have pumpkin <laughs> spice. Oh, Aya would very much enjoy pumpkin spice, but he is very much not basic. Hmm. Uh, you know, someone else who isn't basic, maybe has a little bit of a grease underneath their eyes, a little bit of a dirt in places that uh, there usually isn't dirt. That's going to be uh, our resident goblin, Wrenchbag, also known as Ren. Ren, why don't you uh, share a little bit about your character? Hi, guys. Uh, we'll see if I can do this voice for too long. But um, so my name is... <laughs> wrench bag i gave up. wasn't so lovingly called that by my goblin miners family friends i don't know if you can really call them family friends they used to call me uh wretch hag and you know i just kind of had to do the best i could and and turn it into wrench bag uh also by wren for short uh never really uh was part of them kind of too smart for the for the horde and uh i am a level 10 artificer love working with tools and uh specifically an armorer so um yeah glad to be out uh and about from from those guys they were they were definitely basic uh and uh just always pursuing uh the best 
materials, making new things up. And uh, yeah, of course, I'm going to come back and see some old friends. Being an armorer, uh, I, I do have arcane armor. And uh, part of that is it kind of takes uh, the form of any missing limbs. Uh, and so there, there was a incident, we'll just put, in which I have lost my, my right hand, some of my ear, a little bit of my leg. Uh, and so now those, those parts of me that have been lost, I've remade into this arcane armor. Guilty. I didn't know if I should go into all that, but yeah, yeah. let's just say it wasn't my fault that I lost these limbs. The While Whopper has sat a Whopper-sized salad down for uh, Aya, uh, seeing you come up, there is, uh, ooh, I'm not too sure exactly what your poison is, but he has placed three large large goblets of varying different ales in hopes to appease to your palate. Uh, so as I've learned in my goblin uh, upbringing, we greet each other by going for each other's ankles. So I'm immediately going to try to like bite his ankles. Uh, so I don't know if I need to roll anything, but <laughs> I'm going to say, well, whopper, and I'm going to go for one or both of his ankles. Okay, yeah. Um, I guess I'll roll a dexterity saving throw. If you want to roll a attack against me, sure. Just uh, <laughs> I guess with your strength. So strength. All right. Well, that's that's good. I don't have. I'm not that strong, but that's a thirteen. Yeah, you are able to. He was not expecting that. You're able to <laughs> dig your teeth down into Whopper. He kind of is expecting you to run to your friends rather than to him. So he's just like, oh my. Oh, d careful, little one. I don't want to step on you, but if you keep digging your teeth, then I will. Oh, Good to see you, too. And uh, I'll go to the first uh, closest goblet of whatever is in there and take a big sip. <sighs> Friends, how long has it been? Well, let's see. Um, how long have you had those uh, appendages for? <laughs> Not long enough. And I... Uh, <laughs> kind of give you a look like are you really going to lead with that? <laughs> are they still working well? Well, you tell me and I'm going to try to uh, climb Emiskir. To what? I'm going to try to climb you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Okay, yeah, why don't you guys sort those roles out and... Um, I'll just let him do it. Try to run. You and you trot up to a scene that is... Honestly, you've gotten used to this type of sight. Uh, these, your friends kind of all over each other, messing around, digging in. It's nice getting there last, being able to see this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Sam? <laughs> all right um uh so i'm just like i'm i'm there or i i uh yeah you are you are coming up the same path that they were so you're just around the corner you can see <laughs> hello it's good to see you all um i'm playing triteron 
who is a, a centaur, not a not a deer centaur, but a, a, a normal <laughs> horse centaur. Basic. Um, yeah, <laughs> I am basic. Uh, so Triteron is uh, a blood hunter, uh, which which means uh, which is convenient for me not having had time to come up with some sort of elaborate backstory because uh, becoming a blood hunter involves this sort of um, uh, this this like series of rites and rituals that that are very taxing on the body and mind and sort of transform a person. Um, uh, they use blood magic to uh, defend the innocent. Oh, Ren, perhaps, perhaps you would be more mm, comfortable sitting on Triteron, climbing, climbing on him. Welcome, welcome, Triteron. Is it Triteron? Triteron. Horsey, and I will try to ride the horse. <clears throat> well, hop on up, but don't hurt me. You remember what happened last time? Hmm. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, definitely go on top and, uh, pretend like I'm riding super fast. Like, woo Ah, <laughs> uh, Triteron, it's so good to see you once again. I see the spur scars have heard healed nicely. <laughs> so, uh, just for imagery, I'm doing, like, the th- you know how you, so like, good. bounce a kid on, like, a, a little kid on your, uh, on your, on your knee and kind of do, like, oh, a yeah. little horse gallop thing? The equivalent of that. <laughs> Love that. That's what I'm doing. Yes, uh, yes. Well, they pale in comparison to my other scars. Those are memories of a time long gone. Uh, and you know something that is not long gone? It is you. Welcome back. Here, let me fill up your plate with you for with a very hot steaming soup. <laughs> Whopper gets this huge, almost cauldron of soup and slets it down in front of you. Uh, you all can tell this is the back end of this sort of bungalow th- setup they've got going on here. Uh, they're running back and kind of, this is the area they're relaxing. They're prepping here, but they know you. So you're getting the good stuff. They're slipping it in for you. Um, as Whopper goes back to the front of house, uh, Biggest Mac comes back and says, you know, my dad said that um, you go guys might have a little bit of luck if you sneak in through this back way. Uh, you just keep going down this road and you'll be able to get to exactly what you need to do to get uh, past the crowds that are going at the front gate. Uh, so please feel free. He gives you a nice little wave and then he heads back into the store, uh, into the restaurant to help out the other patrons. And now the world is your oyster. Um, you know that this year there are a, a decent amount of things that you can do, but you're going to have to head down to the town uh, square to see them. Which two shall you carry and which two shall I carry this time? <laughs> oh, no, please. I-, I can walk. Are you sure? Quite positive. Huh, all right, if you wish to get there in what matter of hours. That far away. No, not very. <laughs> I'm just being sass. <laughs> Are you sure, Fable? Try to run and I could race again. Oh, oh yes. Oh, well, if you choose to race, I'd much rather stay back here and see which one of you wins. It'd be great for my studies. I do think we should give mm, 
give Aya a bit of a handicap and maybe put Ren on Aya. I, I believe that Aya was the winner the last race. No, was... no, no. I immediately jump from Tritron <laughs> to Aya. Ah, gentle back there. That's right. I beg you. Go on, Aya. <laughs> She's harmless. <laughs> I can see by your old scars that that is not true. Are y'all gonna race to the town square? Yeah. Uh, so yes. Fable's gonna have a, a uh, some some paper and a quill, and like kind of standing like, okay, ready. Nerd stance. Yes. That's crazy. Uh, are you gonna Three, be riding? Two. I'm no. One. Go. We need even numbers of passengers. Who agreed to ride? I can do both and like jump back and forth between <laughs> the horses <laughs> or not the tars. The tars. Okay. Are we racing there? I mean, it's not going to be much of a race. Ooh. Oh, all right. All right. Hey. Oh, yeah, you, carry, you carry Ren. I will carry Amaskir and Fable will decide the winner. Great idea. All right. On your marks. I shall hold on tight. All right. Uh, I mean, we roll for this, right? We just d twenty <laughs> dexterity, dexterity saving throw. <laughs> sure. Or your speed? Whose speed is so? Faster? My dex modifier is. I mean, my speed is, is probably. My well, actually, no, because my dex is plus two, but my dexterity saving throw is plus eleven. For what it's worth, my speed is also forty-five, so we should be pretty neck and neck. Let's do th yeah. Let's just do three. Yeah, three d twenty rolls. All right, ready? First one, go. 19. Ten. Is it plus dex? Wait, is it plus dex? This is just, just straight, straight up. Straight up. 20. D20s, yeah. Okay. Uh, 17. Yes, Tritron, go. You're winning. Uh, do you need some help? And I, like, slap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Slap that booty. Slap that booty. <laughs> That's neat. Uh, 16. Oh, I also got a 16. Yeah. No, second roll. Neck, neck and neck. Uh, I guess, yeah, re-roll. Re-roll. Oh, no. One. Oh no! <laughs> and fire falls. No, it's a five. Aya, you have a little twinge of anger pop up because you know that if Ren wasn't distracting you, if Ren wasn't pulling on your fur and smacking you, that you would have won. But ooh, just barely. Try to run pulls forward. Well, As, you did your um, best. And Fable, uh, realizing that now you all are super far, uh, has started running after you as to not be by themselves. While I'm running, um, I'll be shouting at them. Do you all think the antlers had something to do with it? Uh, roll a dexterity saving throw for me, Fable. Me? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> You're running, whoa. <laughs> I got a 17. So you are able to jump out of the way. A little, a few things happen. You hear a woman shouting. She is shouting from the fortune teller's tent as someone is leaving. Muffled, she says, your brother will not love you if you control him. And you step out of the way as someone steps into the road. And you nearly run into a blind man. Oh. <clears throat> uh, you are able to jump out of the way and he holds out his arms to like 
to make sure you are all right. He's wearing a blindfold and then has long, dark hair. Are, my apologies. Are you, are you okay? Well, I'm quite all right. What about yourself? <laughs> Apart from hearing some bad news, doing rather well. I ask you, though, I hope I found a kind heart in a lot of you. He waves his hands to all of you. Would you be so kind as to lead me? I'm but a blind man searching for sight. I wish to stroll through the gardens and breathe in the flowers. Why do you seem so skeptical? Seems like a reasonable request. But do we have the time? Well, we might if you'd all agree to ride. I think the race was perfectly well within our bounds. But helping a blind man? I just don't see how we can make time for that. <laughs> I also don't see how you can make time for that, but I can assume that you can. <laughs> it's, I get it. I'm sure we could spare some moments for you, man. Just think of the merits. Unfortunately, I believe the King's Forge is no longer in service. <laughs> Hopefully, the King will live forever and it will never be reunited, uh, relit again. LOL. But thank you for guiding me. Uh, he places a hand on uh, Tridoran's uh, side and walks with you. Have you been to the Kingdom of Valia recently? Are all of you around from around here? Have you traveled to the ceremony yourself? Well, I'm from Valia. Perhaps you've heard of me. I unfortunately cannot put a face to the name or a name since you did not give me one. Apologies. Fable. Ah, Fable. I have heard stories, but not a fable. Simply fables of other things. I will say, though, I'm from Minice. I don't get down to Valia often. Well, uh, that would explain it, sure. <laughs> is Minice cut off from the rest of the world at this point? Yes, it is. It is. If you don't mind my asking, um, I assume that you are trying to get a wish to regain your sight? Is that why you are here? No magics can bring back my sight. I simply came to hear some words from a wise woman, and I did not like those words, so now I wish to bathe within the sense of the garden. Um, you all have gone and started to walk through the actual festivities. Uh, on the left, did you he want to ride? Is, uh, no, he's simply uh, just putting a hand on you. He doesn't necessarily want to get... Uh, you know, he doesn't. He wants his feet on the ground, you know. Um, so, uh, you will uh, pass by a few different things. Uh, to the left, you see there's this, all, all these face pacing, painting stations. There are these bakery stations. There's a station that you all know because you've participated and failed in it many years, and that is the construction of the table, the drinking game, uh, making the table and drinking yourself under it. Uh, and then you also see uh, on the left-hand side, you see something that 
you probably haven't gone to in years. And even so, I don't even know if any of you have gone together. Uh, it's more of a children's activity. Woolies, Sweater, and Soldier Brigade. It's an attraction that it's for little kids to become adventurers. And the last one that you pass as you go by the fountain is on the right-hand side, a uh, something that you see that kind of sparks your interest as you're passing into the garden is the marksman table. You all make your way into the garden, and it is fantastic. You can tell that the people here put care into the things that they do. Rows upon rows of finely manicured bushes, flowers, and fruit trees line and are scattered across this garden. There seems, at first, like there's no rhyme or reason for them. You see lemons next to limes and oranges and apples, everything scattered about. But if you were to go to a certain pavilion, climb up the stairs, you know that you'd see a beautiful scape, uh, an image that they've crafted into the fields this year. This year, it seems as if uh, it is the form of a giant shield with a seahorse on it. You aren't there for the sights. You are there for this man. And he places his hands on one of the pavilions and takes a deep breath. Ah, thank you all. This is very kind of you to help an old man. Think nothing of it, Elder. You're very welcome. So you all have um, essentially set this old man down. He's not old. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. You set this blind man down. What does he look like? He has long, dark hair. Very stern features. You can imagine (laughs) that if you were different people living different lives, you might even know this person as someone named Aerodyne. Huh? Oh no. We should kill him now. Casual lord. However, <laughs> I cast fireball. You all on this don't man. know. Did this I call guy. it then? Did I call it when I said this is a big bad? <laughs> you did. Uh not the big bad for this session, but in general, yes. Blind man in the street. God harm him. Harm all the blind <laughs> people. <laughs> My God. The um you haven't left yet. Uh and one of the reasons why is because the man has not removed his hand from you, Triturin. He turns to you. Tell me, what is next in your day? Well, since you've asked, we intend to well, participate in the festivities. Try our hand at the various activities, various challenges. We've failed in the past as a group, but that won't stop us this time. And what about yourself? I'm simply going to smell all of the flowers. Maybe you should go up a round or two of roses as well. Maybe it will give you good luck. (laughs) Who knows? He taps the side of you. And as kind of a, like, thank you. And then he turns his face towards the flowers of the fields. The roses around? That he can smell but cannot see. There are. Uh, there are actually very tall walls of roses. Well, I'm going to go up to him and smell them. Okay. Uh, perception check for me. Oh, yeah. Did you say that 
<clears throat> he's facing flowers or is he yeah so the uh the era is uh standing at the pavilion and just his face is outward towards the flowers but he's not looking at anything no the, so the aerodyne person is he near flowers? yes like, is yes he, is he facing the closest flowers though uh sure yeah i mean they're pretty close he can smell them. Yeah, 18 okay 18 okay so you actually hear someone on the other side and it kind of sounds like there is you've caught two people kind of doing something that they shouldn't be you hear the jangle of uh, a chain mail and you hear the giggling of a woman uh before uh someone says well you know i really shouldn't be telling you this oh come on come on well fine you know <sighs> the king and queen are here but they're only paying attention to a few of the events. In fact, only three of them. The only things that you need to pay attention to are the marksman tables, the actual drinking tables, and believe it or not, the LARPing area. And the girl goes, no. Yeah, no. You're going to have to go and fight and have to deal with Wooly's adventure. Oh, you. Wow. You know, that sounds. Oh, I'll be. You know what? I, I'm just going to tell my friend that. I'll be right back. We're going to have so... I'll be right back. And you just hear jingle, jingle, jingle. Oh, oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'll just... <clears throat> I'll be here. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Poor guy. <laughs> you now have uh, three options that you know are going to be the best ones that you can take. Uh, there is the shooting range that's going to be the closest. You have the drinking uh, table game. And then you have the LARPing game as well. So we can just show up and do them? Yeah, whatever order you'd like. We should probably save the table for last. I was going to say we should save the, the LARPing for last. Oh, you, you want to do so it I drunk? Can... It is, uh, I will let you know at the very end uh, of the drinking that you are, are given a vial that will negate all of the... Uh, the effects of the drinks Do if you'd you like to drink to it. Take it you don't <laughs> i must admit i can't wait to see ren dressed up in those darling outfits oh uh, yeah i saw i saw you eyeing the archery table and i know you are quite skilled with a bow would you care to start there yes i do agree i suppose it would be a good idea to get everything off to a good start hopefully you are better at archery than at racing these days <laughs> <laughs> now <No>. that <laughs> is unfair. Uh, Ren immediately starts like, yes, 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 we, we did have to handicap you, giving you um, Ren on your back. Handicap? I mean, <laughs> I love give Ren. You a bonus. I didn't say anything. No one get mad at me. I, I'll try to get on her back again. <laughs> Take this for handicap. <laughs> uh, Ren, I do believe we have talked about... Um, Getting consent before climbing onto. <laughs> Remember, Ren, loose the arrow when all four hooves are off the ground. Rounding the corner, you all come to a familiar sight. In fact, one that is very familiar to you, Aya, because this year is going to be the same as every other year. The past three years in a row, Aya, despite you every single year hitting every single shot. It never matters because marksmanship is never what is tracked, is never the, the type of thing to give 
the big bonus at the very end. Marksman is just, you know, it's the game that you throw a copper in, the little kids get to play. Hee <laughs> hee, so much fun. But now this year, oh, this year is different. The King's Guards themselves are watching, which means that it's a little bit different. Rather than a traditional game with the targets that swing up and down on chains, the targets are each housed with a magical aura. You watch as this tall tiefling woman is fi finishing her turn. She's pretty good, but definitely is in I trained every day for this good. It's hard to turn off for you, but you've always had an understanding of the ranged form. Your aim has always been better than most. So even now, you see an issue. Why don't you roll an investigation check with advantage for me? Uh, both of them were eight. Interesting. Um, perhaps it is your overabundant excitement, but you don't necessarily notice why she's so off the mark. But you kind of, <laughs> I won't, I won't shoot like that. You know, you you get this this feeling of like, oh yeah, this is easy. This competition, this is nothing. So you walk up. Uh, towards the front and you see an older hobgoblin that knows all of you well his name is op he noticed that you arrived and says oh wait everyone everyone could it be finally making your debut this year oh let's go let's go are you how are you? How are you? Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Hey, hey you, you there. And he uh, points to you, um, Ren, and says, why don't you go about and get as many people as you can? They need to see this. Cause a ruckus if you need. <laughs> I'll scatter around. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> come, everyone, come over here. <laughs> As always, up you have chosen the right person for the right job. And as uh, Ren is going out and shouting things out, uh, Op screams out, Come and see the fastest shot I've ever seen take on the man with the most consistent hits three years in a row. If I could sell you tickets, I would. This is going to be incredible. Hey, how is your, how is your aim this year? Yes, well, I... Be a little bit more confident if I hadn't been rolling so poorly so far tonight. <laughs> I have to tell you a bit of bad news. I, I will let you look at the guns, of course. but the, I mean, the, uh, the hand crossbows, of course. But they have been specially designed this year for the 500th anniversary. Take a look. Uh, he hands it out to you. And it has been lovingly carved. Uh, it is actually the handles are made from this, uh, this marble. And it really just makes it from a really good, easy, quick grip that mixed with the stained wood. That being said, it does feel a little clunky. It's going to take you a little bit to get used to it. Hmm, yes, the craftsmanship is simply divine, but the weight feels off somehow. Oh, um, I don't know anything about that, man. That's, uh, that's a little weird. Uh, Insight check? If you like, yeah. Hell yeah, 26. Oh, he's lying. Yeah, he's, these, you can, like, he's talking about, like, oh, I don't know what's happened. But, like, these these hand crossbows have genuinely been designed purposefully to throw people off. They are a little bit bigger. 
like a little bit the the edges in the front are a little bit too short the the bulkiness of the actual handle it's something that's a beautiful piece of art but that's exactly what it is it's a piece of art it's not something that's going to be functioning very well uh amaskir kind of clears his throat and says up we've known each other for quite some time please don't try to pull one over on us we my friend knows what he's talking about and i think you do too fine fine you know you've you got it of course you did (laughs) Uh, this it wasn't my idea you know Uh, trinoloni's making his grandfather's good name just digging into the ground but you know i've been with this carnival for years and uh i've never been one to say no but i will tell you this the uh uh, let me show you the the best grip and he uh, reaches forward to show you a and because of the high roll that ben had uh you are going to gain uh, an additional attempt that you so you're able to throw away one of your rolls and just roll again and in one of them you are allowed to add guidance this dude is this dude the only the only guy uh who is watching the like who's well able to just check to see like if everything's being done according to to the rules so uh, he is watching, but uh, there's another thing that's happening that's different from previous years. Usually there are several people there, uh, but because the system is no longer ran by chain and it's now done by uh, Arcane, you, in order to, uh, the safeguards are mapped by Arcane. So if you want to mess around a little bit, you're going to have to manipulate a little bit magically. My thought was I've got a crossbow, but it's not a hand crossbow. It's a light crossbow, so I'd have to do something to kind of distract the person, which I have an idea about, but just let me know if that's not a thing. This is your playground type thing. I'm going to give you guys a lot of opportunity here, but first, uh, as you're kind of... Is Trader on the kind of centaur who would try to cheat? Maybe. I mean... There's a lot on the line here. I sure as hell would. I know Fable would. I do have darkness. I could make this guy. I do have minus one charisma. He did mention, Aya, you're going to go up against someone. Also, I keep I keep faltering because I want to say your name is Anya, not Aya. Te- technically, it's Aya, but... Aya, my bad. <laughs> um, but Aya, um, Op actually has been proclaiming a contest in the most recent years, it's just you go up, you shoot, you get your pink rabbit. But now, a crowd is gathering, and he hasn't like let you start yet. He hasn't even handed you fully the hand crossbows. Do you think you could do me a favor? Would you be able to go find your opponent? He should be just right over there. I just can't leave the stall. And he points to a man, uh, probably about like, 20, 30, 40 feet down, talking to uh, some some people around the corner. Opponent? So I'm to have an opponent this year? Yeah, I think that honestly, uh, there's enough eyes that it this could draw in some... Uh, and he looks around. This could be very helpful for you. Plus, uh, I'll say, this the man who has this very fast uh, uh, grip on his 
hand crossbows. He actually asked me if he could possibly face you. Hopefully you'd be down with that, because he already paid me up front. Well, I can hardly turn down a challenge. I think Aya should be getting his head in the game. Perhaps Fable would be best to go fetch him. Oh, I'd love to. Nonsense. Fable, we'll go together. Together it is. So the two of you walk over as Ren is shouting up a storm and getting a somehow absolutely Stop running away from me! You're crowd. going in the wrong direction! <laughs> Stop biting my ankles, man! <laughs> there are people running ever so way, but there's a huge crowd now. Uh, and they are... Maybe it's because you're biting them towards the I'm place, like a little but they're sheep sticking dog. around. I'm just going around. <laughs> But the two of you approach a man who has his back turned to a lot of you. His arms are moving in a grand fashion as if he's putting on a performance. And he is, in a sense, as you see two women. There's an elf with red hair and a tiefling with a button nose. You can hear the last bits of his tale of bravado as you approach. Truthfully, it was uh, one of the strangest things I've ever done in my life be baptized in the blood of an old dying god. Well, I think I got myself into something a little bit bigger than I can chew. Uh, would you excuse me, ladies? And he turns back towards the lot of you where, oh god, uh, the two oh of you, god. where you see a, a man who has recently thrown his head back in laughter. He's placed a hand on his hat, careful not to lose it in his exuberance. As he looked back, the first thing that you noticed about him is his wide smile, hidden under a slightly scruffy face. His mustache is growing a little faster than the rest of his facial hair, something he doesn't seem to care about. He gave you a look uh, before taking a step back, turning back to the elf and the tiefling. Well, here I was singing my own praises with someone who's much more deserving is right here. The man holds out a gloved hand, uh, not even letting you not giving you the chance to pull it away, Aya, as if you're some sort of celebrity. See, this man right here is one of the best shots I ever done seen. In fact, one of the only reasons I'm here is because I'm trying to beat you. I pulled a lot of strings and did a few things I wasn't supposed to. In fact, I'm even missing out a festival to be here. <laughs> he kind of lets out this short laugh, but then he places a finger over his mouth as if he wasn't supposed to say something. Uh, I uh, will do a uh, bow as tour type people do, uh, which is a little bit awkward looking for most people, but uh, you know, bends down and is careful not to gouge his face with a bunch of antlers or anything. Uh, and uh, he'll also kiss the back of this fellow's hand or glove or uh, whatever uh, in greeting. Call the me flat. It is a pleasure to meet you as well. Who do I have the privilege of addressing and facing in the upcoming games? You can call me Marlin. Marlin. Ah, a delicious, delicious bounty of the rivers. And uh, it will be a pleasure to face you. Aren't they gigantic like saltwater fish? <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, Aya I don't know. He's a woodland creature. Aya. He's not a... Don't judge You know what, I? He's not a, he's not a Salic. I am eager to face you. Now, what exactly was your name? And he put his hand up towards you, 
uh, Fable. Uh, Fable stands beside Aya with their arms crossed and nose upturned just a little bit. Uh, it's Fable, uh, Cattleman. Are you ready to start now, or do we need to listen to more of your tales of bravado? Ah, he turns uh, over to Aya. This one a wizard, then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, me and magic uh, kind of go together as well as quick beer and old liquor. So uh, it makes sense that we don't necessarily mm-hmm. mix Yes, with. I can see that. So, come on, Aya. Let's... Uh, Let's fire. Poorly and often. He, <laughs> the crowd has gathered, Ren. Uh, you have <laughs> maybe a little blood trickling down your, <laughs> your, the corner of your mouth, but uh, you have gathered this crowd, which means, here's the thing. There's a lot of people on you, which is a really good thing. That means that if Brandon here is successful and kicks ass, then boom, the king's guard sees that, talks a fat game, boom, we're good. But if Marlin wins, <laughs> that's going to be a little bit worse for you guys' group. You should, you should kill, you should kill him, Mars. You definitely try to. Um, <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> if we lose one of these, does that take us out of the running per se? Who knows? So we really shouldn't lose. You shouldn't. Have Have they like gone up to the? To the post or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, so close. He definitely has gotten there. Marlon's gotten there, and he's doing some uh, like pre-show stretches, very like showing off to the crowd type thing, kind of like playing into the vibe. But in reality, you realize that he's giving uh, a a time because he sees that y'all are doing something. Yeah, I want to. I'll, I'll talk to the party really fast. Uh, Aya, a, a moment. I truly think that the lot of us are. Good, hard-working, honest people. But I don't think there's anything wrong with lying here and there uh, for our gain, per se. Um, clearly, this, this game has already been rigged, so why not rig it further in our benefit? Don't see anything wrong with it. Why, Fable, it's a test of skill. If it's been rigged against everyone equally, then there's no problem. But that's just it, isn't it? You don't know if it's equal. All I'm saying is we should keep our best interest in mind. We truly have the idea that needs to be heard by royalty today. Regardless of whether or not we're the best, I think we need to be there. Yes, well, I think that I can take this fellow. You, uh, you coming there, Aya? So we're just going to leave it to chance. Oh, sorry, your skill. (laughs) (laughs) Why, Fable, do you doubt me? Perhaps your opponent does not know about what Op has told us already, and he is already at a disadvantage, leaving you, Aya, at an advantage already. The way he stands, that man oozes deception. Of course he knows what's going on. You know you are right. I get the sense that he has never played a fair game in his life. At any rate, best not to assume. I have a very keen insight about these things. Well, I mean to say best not to assume that he's not in on it. Assume the worst possible circumstances. Don't fear. I would never allow my liege and my people to be embarrassed in front of so large an audience. What about this? 
we get you get multiple shots if it seems after the first shot that there is something fishy perhaps we can mm, catch the fish that i can agree with oh amaskir if you need to move the stars in the sky to align them the way that you want uh, i can't stop you from doing that but please trust me all will be well very well friend i do trust your ability with the bow it is simply the circumstances. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, walks up to you, Aya, and hands you the hand crossbows and gives you a little nod. Uh, so this is going to be, um, we'll just do six dexterity rolls. Uh, oh gosh. It, good luck. Remember, you can re-roll your lowest yeah. one uh, whenever you should, you'd like. Uh, you um, should tell us what Marlin's rolling. Yes, I will. I will let you guys know. So are these going to be just dexterity checks, or would I roll so as if I was doing an attack roll? Doing with... attack roll. Yeah. Marlin has uh, taken aim. He's standing at a, a bit of a weird angle, and he's holding just one of the hand crossbows. The other one is uh, laid in front of him. You have the option of doing one or two. He's decided to just do one. Uh, and he aims up, and he looks over at you and starts talking while he's aiming, if you want to roll. That is a 24. As he starts to talk to you, you focus in and get a good shot in. Uh, and uh, Marlon says, You know, I sure am eager to face you. New school I started attending doesn't have a lot of straight shooters. Ding! And he fires off, rolling a 27 as he strikes true right in the middle. No! Plateau Salmon is rolling a 1d4, and the amount is however much he adds onto so is, oh my so gosh, is that... That'd be really funny. You ready for the next one, Bryn? Yep. All right. Uh, he, ooh, okay. Interesting. Uh, 23 on that one. As you fire off, he actually takes one of the shots. Uh, he sees where you hit it. And he spins his crossbow in his fingers, and he fires the same one. And ding! I rolled a nat 20 on that one. Not so Ooh, nice. fast. I have a one-off ability. Oh? Silvery Bards. Okay. Uh, a reaction which I can take. When a creature you can see within 60 feet of yourself succeeds on an attack roll ability check or saving throw, uh... I distract the triggering creature magically and turn its momentary uncertainty into encouragement for another creature. So the triggering creature must re-roll the d20 and use the lower roll. I, you can then choose a different creature Aya, within range. The chosen creature has advantage on the next attack roll ability check or saving throw it makes within a minute. Okay, uh, what did you roll originally? I had a 14 originally, uh, which got bumped up to a 23. So uh, no, You have disadvantage you... on this one. Aya has advantage on the yeah. next one. Yeah, I know, but I just wanted to see oh, if, I, next if I beat okay. it yet. He fires, and he looks down, and he goes, oh, shit. He looks down at his uh, finger, and it sees, he sees that he, there's actually a, a single drop of blood. And he looks over at uh, Aya. Well, uh, you know, thankfully, though, most fish don't swim one direction. So we, uh, a lot of the people in my school, we, we get along. Nice shot, by the way. He kind of spits. Over to the left. Muscara uh, <laughs> leans over to Fable and says, What is this man talking about fish for? You know, I really have no idea, but he does look quite good shooting that thing off. That's a and this school, is it also in the sea? No, uh, up in the mountains, actually. 
fish in the mountains? How marvelous. <laughs> I've never traveled to a place such as that. Uh, talking less about fish in a river and more like fish in a barrel type thing. Makes it uh, easy to make friends when everyone's the same, but uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you ready up your fire? Well, I do find that variety is the spice of life. And on that third roll of mine, uh, I got a nat 20. Okay, yeah. Uh, so while he is able to get a very good shot off, um, you are able to just... You do it a lot better. You see a, a, a small smile form across his lips. You know what? If I'm being real honest with you, I don't I don't want you to think that I've got a... I'm a bad person, you know. I I wasn't talking to them two ladies so I could, you know, try to seduce them or anything. You know, I actually got some, uh, got a friend back home. Not not actually a friend. You know, he's just kind of like going off as he's firing off once more. Coffee. Yeah, Ben? Can, can I, um, I would like to be just kind of like looking at or like observing and making sure that, like seeing if there's anything that he's doing that seems fishy or cheaterly like oh uh, yeah why don't you roll for uh insight or perception no insight insight's better damn it are you sure yes okay that's fine <laughs> uh 16 um his form is significantly different than it was the first shot the first shot he fired it off in uh, the second shot, he started with that form, but after looking at his finger, uh, he looks a little bit more reserved now. Uh, he kind of, it almost looks as if he doesn't, he's not caring as much as he did with the first shot. Now he's sucking, so he's embarrassed. I don't know if that's it. No, it's like he's, uh, he's, he's shooting as well as he wants to shoot. He's Power marked world. for death. Four years in the future, he will die. <laughs> Power word kill. Uh, four years from now. Power word kill. Delayed. <laughs> Cast is a delayed. very long ritual. Casting time four years. Aya, uh, he sets the gun down. He's like looking at his finger. No, hold on. Do you? Is there something in that? And he hands it up. He puts the finger up to uh, Aya. Is that you? Any good with medicine out there in the woods? Yes. <laughs> Does this look weird to you? And he kind of holds out his. He's got this little twinge of blood in his finger would our would our would our uh resident blood hunter uh, know anything about what's going maybe. on maybe he goes crazy i, mean, just, I would I've know got, what's I've got going plus on. nine to medicine oh, let, me, let me see that you don't even need to roll you recognize a remnant of your magic his body has reacted to the silvery barbs that's nothing he no. looks at it and he just kind of shakes his it. finger he's like, all right let's let's get on with this Awfully concerned over a hangnail, aren't you, friend? Well, I know if it's a hangnail. Like I said, it's probably nothing. It's just magic and I don't really get along too well. Anyway, come on, let's fire off. Uh, he picks up the hand crossbow and fires it in a wide arc. It misses the target. Oh, darn. All right, how about you? A dirty 20. Yeah, I got a nat one, so. I think he knows. <laughs> I think he does, too, and I'm scared. Uh, he looks over at Aya, or Aya, and clicks his tongue. So what are the points now? Uh, it's four to one. 
technical well four successes one success or one yeah you know i i uh, this is nice i ain't uh ain't got a lot too many friends down at this new school I've, i'm going to and uh this is probably the last last time and i'll get the chance to shoot like this with someone and he uh holds out <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he holds up his arm again and uh, is waiting for you to fire. Yes, well, I suppose it is likely to be difficult as the new kid at school. Twing! Uh, another dirty 20. You see uh, your bolt get stuck in the wood, and then you see it split down in the middle. Roll the nat 20 there. He's like, ah, and you're a, you're a darn good shot. Come on, all or nothing right here. Yes, I must say you have made this a closer contest than I was expecting after the last few years that I've participated. Well, obviously I'm not as good as you are. I'm more of a quick shot than an accurate shot. (laughs) Oh, a quick shot, you say? Yeah, I might not hit him in the organs, but I'll hit him. (laughs) Uh, And this next one's the last one, right? Yeah. Can I action surge to make more shots? Yeah, sure. No, I mean, there there are more shots in the thing, but you're just playing until six. So you could, in theory, shoot more. Right. I just want to show him that I can also shoot quickly. All right. The first one is a 25. And uh, what, what was that uh, thing I was going to get to do for Ben's roll? So you get to add, uh, you get to drop one, like gain advantage essentially, and then uh, deal 1D, an additional 1D4. Okay, I'd like to use that on that second <laughs> one. Perfect. Oh my lord. All right, so that is a 21 on that second action surge shot. Okay. So, how many shots did you shoot in total? So, I think technically there would be seven of them. Um, But you just shot two right then. Right. It was like, oh, you're a quick shot, and then just super fast, faster than someone should be likely able to do. uh, Fired a couple times, mostly just to show off, but... I want to let you show off, and I want to let you have a moment... (laughs) but I, I'm not going to fudge the rolls. You hear two shots land. Only two shots land. One of them was your second shot, and the other one was his second shot. You see a burst of splinters cascading through the air as your first shot that you fired off intertwines with another bolt shot before... Both of you set, fire out the second shot. It would seem as if you uh, you won the day. He uh, sets down the hand crossbow as everyone starts cheering and ch- chanting you on. Uh, he looks disappointed, but he shakes his head. You know, you're a you're a damn good shot. Can I can I roll like an insight to to see if he like for sure knows that I messed with him? Yeah, for sure. Uh, sixteen. He doesn't necessarily know where this magic came from. That, like, hey, take a look at this was genuine because he didn't know. I, after winning, will hold up his arms and 
give a couple of bows to the crowd and uh, then extend his hand over to Marlin uh, as a good sportsman handshake for a good contest. Uh, Marlin takes it and shakes it with a bit of force. It's, uh, that was fantastic. Thank you. I, I really well shot, I'd say I'd love to see you here next year and we can have a rematch. As much as I'd like that, I don't. I don't know if I'll be able to. <laughs> if you ever swing on by my nice though, you uh you give my name a call, alright? I have been known to wander the horizons, so perhaps I'll do that. I'll remember the name Marlin. I hope you do. And I'll remember you. I'll return back to the group. You see, friends, there was nothing for you to be concerned about. Nothing to be concerned about? Yes, I won, didn't I? That was very well, very well done. Oh, yeah. And kind of like claps him on the back. Op has thrown his arms into the air and is celebrating and cheering and shouting and screaming. Uh, I just made so much money! <laughs> Congratulations! You actually see in the... Uh, a little bit further down, one of the guards is actually marking something down in a notebook. Uh, Ren, Yay. Uh, you have bitten on a lot of ankles, but you haven't had the chance to say much. So now that you hop onto the back of one of your friends, I'm assuming, uh, do you have a preference on where you guys would like to go? You said one was a, a drinking one. One is the and... drinking game and the other one's a LARPing game. LARP, LARP. Okay. The drinking one is the table one? Is it, or is uh, it yes. Two? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so you'll hear Ren like, See, I told you this was the best place to go. And uh, as I walk over to Aya, I congratulate Aya. Uh, uh, do you need a drink? Well, I wouldn't mind quenching my thirst before the next game. Why not do both? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, that one. <laughs> I suggest that we get something um, well I suppose if we're all still full from our food earlier this is good because we will need something to soak up the alcohol as we play we don't want to be playing this on an empty stomach mm, you remember last time Fable when you said you didn't want to eat Whopper's food because of some reason and it didn't go very well I'll have you know Amaskir I did quite well that year no, you were passed out, and you were vomiting. We had to build a table with you on top of it, and you kept murmuring on about your great ancestors would be so proud of you. It was embarrassing. And they were. I learned a lot that day. Like how many drinks it takes for me to pass out drunk. Make sure to drink one less this time. I will say that I've... I was... Practicing by drinking Blue Jay brandy for the better part of this last year. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hear that stuff's a mouthful. You hear some guy passing by as you. Yes, but it is the best. The best. <laughs> Ren goes up to Fable. How many drinks was it again? Mm, I do believe it was three. Uh oh. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the Dwarven drinking game. You're not only going to drink under the table, you're going to build it too. Uh, this will be a team game. Uh, every drop is counted, and the purpose of the game is to build the table faster than the other team. However, each team needs to drink while it's happening. So, the team, all of you, the party, is going to start with 25 flagons of ale. 
that must be dealt with before the table is completed. Here are some basic rules. All flagons of beer have to be finished before you put your final nail in. You can sabotage the enemy by giving them more flagons, but it's risky. You can gamble your drinks at the bar. If you succeed, you can give the enemy team the amount of flagons bet. However, if you lose, you'll gain that many flagons from the house. The drunker you are, the bigger you can win and the bigger you can lose. With each drink downed, you can choose to increase the amount of drinks bet by one per drink. The starting limit for bets is due. Metagame uh, each question. drink will take... Yes. Is the enemy team going to be participating in this gambling? I do not have to. I think you that... You can. It just might be a lot to keep track of. Maybe, depending on how this all goes. It's going to be a little bit more free for... I have all these rules, but if we need to throw them out just to have fun, that's fine. Because I think having fun is more important. So each drink will take 1d4 uh, ability points away from your scores. And the way that, that we're going to figure that out is I'm going to roll a 1d6 and uh, pick randomly from the list of strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, charisma. Just 1 through 6. Uh, and then lastly, the game is over if either uh, all of you are out or at the very end, the table the table breaks. So you're not going to be eliminated if one person is eliminated. Um, and at the end, the table must hold at least 150 pounds. However, for each character that's eliminated, you must also sit at the table at the end. Each round, each person has uh, two actions. And you can either drink or you can use one action to build 10 pounds of weight onto the table. So in total... Um, there, every round, there has to be one person who drinks. Um, and the person who's... I, I have it in here, like, the person who's most drunk has to work on the table, just so that you can't just chug, 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 chug drinks. So the person who has the most drinks, I can track that, uh, always at least one time has to use that action to create things. So the crowd is getting rowdier and rowdier the closer that you are getting to this colossal beer tent. And you can see, of course, why. There is uh, a large dragonborn who is drunk out of his mind. You can see that he has hammers and nails and he's actually chasing a gnome around who is holding two boards and saying like, Dear, no, not me, not me. The, uh, uh, Dragonborn does not seem to be sober enough to uh, care and is just swinging the hammer left and right. They're on his uh, way to kill Queen Ri. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side, you actually see uh, a Bispor hold up their arms and say, We are done! We're done! And uh, they uh, plop one of their friends under the table, uh, thankfully, a gnome, another gnome, and uh, their party looks on happily with proud chests as they have succeeded. Uh, you see the dragonborn who was sloshed out of his mind being forced fed this vial of what essentially looks like gogurt. Uh, that he scoops it all back and is, oh, okay. Sorry about that. Just Sorry. Probiotics. And the, of course, the little, little guy forgave him as they are best friends. And that, See, that was, that was a story that we could have had, you know? Their best friends are going off, but instead, now we're going down into the deep, into the dark, into the drinking pits. Uh, it is intense. 
as you you will have been prepared they go through the list of rules you know obviously like no hitting people over the head with a hammer don't nail anything that is a person um well hold on (laughs) try not to (laughs) try not to Um, would you like to repeat that (laughs) no i think that that's a good rule for jonathan in general right now uh i don't want to know everything this nailing off Um, the table blowing just fine (laughs) (laughs) so um all of you are going to start with one drink on the other side you see a team there is a um uh, a half elf woman uh, there's this elf rogue um there's a human wizard and then there's a tiefling barbarian uh, as well as a uh, a drow and they are all uh ready and r- excited to get some drinks in now hang on a minute what was the gambling thing again you can yeah so you can uh give up to two drinks currently uh, to the enemy team if you are able to uh, successfully roll a check. Mm. Any check or is it just like a natural? So it is going to be the, uh, you're rolling your 1d20, but it's going to be in your lowest stat. Or, (laughs) yeah. God. That is going to be the only issue. So so nobody do it because it's, the house wins. What? Because no, there's no. It's like you, it just pays a hundred percent either back or to the other team, and if you have a minus one, in anything, which will be more and more likely the longer we go and lose stat, it's just mathematically don't do it. I think that mathematically do it. I think that you're wrong. Well, mathematically don't do it. Think, no, uh, but like if you listen to your heart, you also only need to get lucky once. Exactly. Well, he, did you know that 99.9% of gamblers stop right before they're about to make it big? That's true. And speaking of gambling, uh, you don't need to gamble, but if we want to drink, let's go. So, all right, before we start, is it, are we starting? Oh, no, not yet. So you all have a little bit of time to strategy, strategize, kind of line your stomachs. You'd think that they'd pick something better than ale this year. I'm sure you still have some, your body still has some negative memories from the ale last year. Let's make some positive memories. Hi. <laughs> I don't remember how much can a uh, centaur and a mm, servitor drink before before getting a little woozy. It's um, your metabolism, I'm sure, is different from ours. I don't remember what does last year. Well, you know, it really just depends. Uh, point of order. So, uh, with equine build. I count as one size larger when determining carrying capacity and the weight you can push or drag. Does that come into play with building a table? It should. Advantage. Guidance. Bonus. Plus seven. You know what? Okay. This is what I'll do. Uh, do you have that? You don't have that bonus, do you, Brandon? Yeah, I do. You do? Okay. Then I will make it so that both of you, uh, instead of doing 10, do 15 pounds. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you know how uh, if you drink too much, you get alcohol poisoning? Oh, yeah. Ben doesn't. Therefore, alcohol is a poison. And therefore, if you have a purity of body and are immune to disease and poisons. <laughs> I think that's um, just... No, that'd be, that's, that'd be too much. That's too semantics. Much. I will... Here, yeah. here. Th- this is what... I, you know, no, 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 no. Actually, no, no, no. no. 
Spirit this of the is game. what I'll do. Spirit of the game for you. Uh, the the first time that you hit zero in a stat, you get one more heart. Okay. That seems that I'll, seems I'll fair. I'll take it. I am purely I have a pure body. Uh, and people who also have a pure body, uh, mostly pure beard, pure fat, and pure ale, uh, large large gall. Uh, what's the word? A court of uh, squadrons of dwarves march in and carry uh, all of the trash away from the previous section and carry in new uh, nails, hammers, mallets, everything that you could need for a table. Uh, there's even a little bit of a, there's a, a huge bowl of unchewed gum. There is a lot of things that you can, can in theory, use. In the middle of uh, an equipment table, there is a bag of holding that has been uh, actually etched into the wood. So you reach down into this hole. Uh, there's a chance that you don't get something good, but you can uh, you can look in there for some benefits or nerfs. That being said, is everyone ready to drink? Yeah, Run definitely goes to the equipment table first and just runs her hands and maybe her face over some of the equipment. Just, ah, beautiful tools! And <laughs> <laughs> um, before we start, um, Amaskir would like to like hold up his flag and as we're like about to take the inaugural drink um, and just say mm, friends there is a lot riding on this but let us remember to have fun and let us remember that if we say something offensive to one another we are friends and we will mm, we will be sober soon but in the meantime drink up have fun get so through. no different than any other day Said it better myself. When he says a lot riding on this, Ren jumps onto Aya and like, and I'm riding on this. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, will you stop doing that? Is he already drunk? <laughs> or she? Is is it? Are you it's she? Just she? Yeah. You can't tell by the voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. You know, Ben. Maybe uh, you could kind of discern that. Everywhere. If you had a little bit more wisdom, unfortunately, as you take your first sip, you can feel it kind of slipping away ever so slowly as all of you. Don't worry, I'll do it. Uh, it it's uh, going back down to um, by three. Three? That was one every time. No, it's uh, 1d4. Oh, I see. So you roll the 1d4 for everyone. Or no. It's just, well, we're all just drinking. Okay, I got it. So we're all good. <laughs> That's my lowest. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, had, no! I, had, I saw. <laughs> I had 20 wisdom, so. Let me set the scene a little bit for you. All of you have had your five drinks. Um, now, each one of you is you going to five? get. No, each one of you have had one oh. drink. I'm sorry. Uh, so each one of you is going to get an additional action to build the table. Uh, each turn, one of you has to drink at least one drink and the drunkest person has to work on the table. So I'm the drunkest person right now? Uh, everyone has one drink in them. So if everyone would like to start working on the table, that's great. If not, we you got to get the balance because you got to get all the drinks done before the table as well. But I could just have another drink. You could have another drink, yes. I'll do that. Ren would want to get her hands on these tools, so I'll start building. Um, and with that new drink, it is wisdom once again, Sam. And it was three once again, so now your wisdom is down to... A 14. <laughs> I think I'm at two. two. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, wait, no, I didn't drink. I didn't yeah, drink. you didn't drink, so you're, you're good to go. Uh, uh, you have six whew. out of 25. Uh, next, Ben? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, building the table. Okay, sounds good. Boom. 
Mars? Uh, I will build. Okay. Are we aware of the size of the pool of drinks? Uh, yes, yes. Um, currently, it is... So we have to finish 25 drinks as well? Yes, you have to finish 25 drinks before you finish a table. So we've done six. Okay, yes. question. Yes. I have enlarge reduce as a spell. If I were to enlarge and or reduce these beers that we or other people take. Interesting. Okay. Uh, let me... So I think that what you can do is you can either sabotage the enemy and give them an additional five beers. Uh, no, an additional three beers. Or you can lose three beers. How, how many... Is it one other team or is it like a few other teams? There's one other team. Do we have to, yeah, it's just head and head. How big do you think Solomon's monitor is? <laughs> um, <laughs> There's 20 other tables. Do you have to? Do you have to roll to see if like the dwarves catch you messing with the ale? Every time someone tries to sabotage something, I'm gonna roll to check. I will let you know though. The dwarves have been drinking for a long time. Their eyesight is not that good. But the spells would be in action, so it's like yeah. So table or action yeah yeah and any spell that says bonus action is just a normal action in this gotcha all right yeah i'll build the table this turn and then lastly brandon i will build uh so you now have uh currently as the first round is settling down you know everyone is hooting and hollering you see that the enemy has six drinks drank you have six drinks drank uh and then you can say I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna bullcrap it. You have 45 out of 150. They have 40 out of 150. Okay. Um, in terms of like what we made the progress on the table. Yes. Okay. So we need to just make sure that we don't that we drink the drinks before we get to 150 or we're disqualified. Round two, and let's see. Let's hope it's on a five. Oh, thank goodness for everyone else. That is going to be Constitution. Unfortunately for Fable. All right, let's roll. How much is uh, it? So it depends. Let me ask before I roll this. Is everyone going to be drinking? Yeah. I'll drink. Two, oh, yeah. three, four, and Brandon? Well, I, I have to work on it, right, because I'm the drunkest? Yes. So I, um, so do I get this this drink and then it's... You have to at least use one action. You, you have to use at least one action, but you don't have to. You can use both if you'd like. Okay, uh... As long as one person is drinking and as long as the drunkest person is working on the table. I'll, I'll split it again, or I'll split it, drink and work. I'll drink. Okay. Drink. 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 Okay. Drink. Um, oh, okay. Well, here's the thing is this drink is hitting everyone about the same amount. Uh, and so, yeah, you don't need to change anything, but... Uh, you have uh, neg we're gonna subtract three to your constitution, unfortunately. <laughs> Just like every other one so far. I've gotten really consistent with these rolls. We get knocked out when one of them goes to zero? Yes. Okay. So we should we should definitely be tracking to make sure. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. keeping uh, track. Of I mine. should have yeah, I didn't think about that. Sorry, guys. I'm going to go up to Fable and make sure Fable drinks every last drop and push <laughs> the cup. Number two, drink up. And I'll just push it all the is way Is it down. just me or is it getting a little bit brighter in here? And you see out the enemy team has actually, they have decided to just sit down and only drink. So they are chugging, chugging, chugging away. And let me just real quick. Ooh, okay. Uh, you see in the corner 
the uh, wizard, the foil for Fable, the human wizard, uh, is kind of putting his hand on his stomach. You can tell, you know, he's wearing these these royal purples. He's a little bit of a, a snobby guy. So he's not prepared for what happens next as he just throws up all over his own shoes. Oh, no. Uh, oh, is, gross. We have added 150 pounds to the enemy's tables. It's <laughs> too bad the so, potion so, doesn't take so care of vomit. So now they have to get to 300 or what? Yes. <laughs> Jeez, that's a huge oh. penalty. Yeah. If you, if you, and here's the thing you guys are heavier. <laughs> Centaurs are heavy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a medium. I'm a medium fey. You are part horse. You are a half horse. <laughs> I am a medium fey. <laughs> but you also count as large when you're. <laughs> moving For the purposes fey. of determining cap- carrying capacity or the weight that I can push or drag. Push yeah, pushing your right your way, it's, it's equine build. It's about strength, not stature. Yeah, it's your build. build. Okay. How much do you weigh, Sam? How, how much do horses weigh? Do you have? 46 horses stone. Weigh between... How much does a centaur weigh? <laughs> about the same horses as a duck. 900 to 1,200 pounds. <laughs> but I'm not a horse. All right, Sam, <laughs> you cannot pass out. So here's how we'll do it. You're half of one, so... Like 500 plus your human half. No, Seven no just, just don't wait. pass out. Plus Sam, the we'll human half. Okay. So half of it, you're, you're, you're <laughs> clocking in a human at 440 pounds. <laughs> Sam's like, does this build make my butt look big? This build does oh make gosh. my butt look big. Well, Sam, let's hope we don't get more constitutions. Uh, I'll have you uh, know. Now, I'm a medium uh, fay. <laughs> there is a. So, is everyone building the table? Uh, as your additional one, are you going to drink? Yes. Because everyone's gone one round. I'm going to be looking in the in the bag. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that like a part of the build action? It, that's a that different action. Build yeah. action? So, want to roll a 1d20? Okay, I guess I'll look through the bag. Oh, God, the wild magic. It's a crab. <laughs> it's Willem. <laughs> ben, if you roll an 18, it's over. If you want to roll a no. 1d20. Oh, yeah. me. Sorry, I thought you were doing it. Uh, it's a 12. Okay. You see... Um, a man crying for help among So <laughs> you actually see a little kid run into the bar and you see people from the enemy team they come over and they're they're pulling the kid away as you pull out a katana uh, as you unsheath it you actually see the blade crumbles in your hands and falls to the ground uh, the sheath however is hollow so you think that you could, in theory, sneak and pour a drink into here. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, nice. Is, the, is that to be determined before you tell us what the role is or after? Can he say? It's got to be before. Okay, I'm doing it. I was just going to raise it up like right now just by one for doing that. but No, I'm going to sneak it to Fable um, and be like, Fable, you're looking a little woozy. If you need to, pour your drink into here if you'd like. Don't think they would notice. Woozy? Who? Who's woozy? <laughs> My name is Fable. I'm not woozy. <laughs> so Mars, Jonathan, and Brandon. Excuse me. Were you both work? Were you all working? I was drinking. Okay, great. Uh, so that is seventy. So my second action would then be working on the table. Uh, well. I thought your first action was drinking. Uh, Brandon. Oh. Who uh, I have drank a total of two times, I believe. Yeah, Brandon has just drank three times, so now Brandon, your penalty is you get uh, minus two to charisma. 
bring you to eight. Oh, I can take it. That's so bad. <laughs> Wait, I don't think I said what I was gonna do. Did you? Yeah. What did you decide? I'll build. Okay, that's kind of what I figured. Uh, all right, wonderful. So I think I've done the math correctly. Uh, you are eighty out of one fifty. Uh, so now um, the other team is. Uh, 16 out of 25 beers, they're missing someone, and it's out of 300 weight. So, uh, your guys' turn next. We're going to drink more. What are we doing? The one person that has to work on it this time is uh, Brandon, though. I will work on it. Do, well, how far along are we on the table? If you did that, it would bring us to 110 out of 150. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll do that. Fantastic. I'll drink twice. Okay. Can I drink? I will can also I, drink Can twice. I drink once and then decide if I drink twice? or? You, I suppose you could decide that, yeah? Okay, so. Okay, I'll drink once and then I'll decide. Uh, and <laughs> Jonathan? Uh, what are you going to do? I want to get up to some shenanigans. So okay. Hell yeah. I'm thinking either uh, maybe the spell Grease might do a little something. That would be shenanigans. I was just going to say that yeah. uh, about the uh, vomit. And somebody cast grease, but oh yeah, that's gross. Um, as for this first roll, uh, it's all going to be in your constitution before you are able to cast out some grease. Like yeah, so it's just minus one, thankfully. Uh, this... From what constitution? Uh, from constitution, yes. God damn it. Uh, Mars has five constitution <laughs> currently. All right, I'll drink. Um, I'll drink again. That's still two drinks at least. Uh oh, Mars, would you like to actually? Uh, so that was just a one. So would you like to shave, save the sheath or use it now? Save it. I'm going to save it. It's the worst possible okay. use of use it. Use it for number two. Use it for drink number yeah. two. Uh, so uh, who else is going to drink? I will drink again. One, two, Wait, and Wait, is this the second Sam? drink or the first? Second this action. This will be the second. I don't, no, let's do the first action first. Let's do your grease. Perrin, you're going to shoot it off all on them? I don't know who Perrin is, but... Uh... I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Not Perrin. <laughs> My mistake. I, I I'm Perrin played is. with the visions of the How future. How can you confuse Ren, Ren with Perrin? It doesn't <laughs> fathom oh, in my head. That's funny. They're both little. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to roll a general... Yep, okay. Uh, I was going to roll a saving throw for everyone uh, on the other side for the grease, but I think that's actually probably a little cheap. Oh, my God. Okay, so I just want to let you all know, I just got a 1, a 7, a 5, and a 7. So they're all... <laughs> uh, that is going to get rid of one of their actions, I think. Are they all prone Ooh. now? <laughs> yeah, and they're... Uh, yeah, they all are. <laughs> you have to use an action to attempt to get up. I can I can assume that the um, the elf rogue is not too happy about this. The No, the, uh, the elf rogue is actually, uh, like, vomiting, or, like, gagging, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, that was a very good, very good job, Ren. Uh, Clean up an aisle, so. too. <laughs> <laughs> Second action for everyone. Um, drinking again. Another. Drink. Okay. Another. Drink, 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 and Ren? I will drink because I feel good about myself. Okay. <laughs> Why else do you drink? Usually it's for the opposite. Ooh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so this is going to be uh, against wisdom. Oh, good. Again. Uh, it's three. Huh. Oh my Ouch. god! I'm still at eleven. Well, very, <laughs> very bad for. Uh... I'm down to two. Two wisdom. Ooh. This is great. Oh no! You can't drink anymore, or you can't. Just don't drink anymore. Ahead. Yeah, we got you. Okay, Why so that is wisdom? You don't drink. Looking what are we a at little... now? How many drinks left? Isn't it, like, looking isn't it like four or five drinks left? Don't think seven, you seven drink drinks anymore. Left. Oh, seven drinks left. All right. Eighteen at twenty-five. We can clear that. Yeah. 
Yeah, for I sure. I have to build next time. It's been a few rounds. You can tell that one of the wizards has already dropped out, and it would seem that your wizard is going to follow soon. Fable is getting a little bit tipsy, a little bit back, a little bit forth. And then that's Fable. You hear a voice in the crowd. Come on there, Fable. Surely that's that's not all you've got. Uh, I've, I've seen you defeat much bigger foes than a table. And turning towards the crowd, you smell evidence of his friend before you see him. There's a scent of strawberry in the air. You make contact, though, eye contact, though, with the tired green eyes of your friend, Gaylor. Uh, make sure you test the weight of that thing. And um, kinda he kind of... <laughs> waves his hands a little bit kind of you you can tell you think like oh he's waving at you you notice that slowly making their way up the legs of the table are a few clay golems uh, who are sticking into the supports of the table um, so now that is going to give you an additional 20 uh, pounds so now you just need 20 pounds left uh, he gives a little wave of the hand and Taylor is good friends with my character Maybe not good friends, but definitely friends. They're good friends. <laughs> Your head cannon can be whatever it likes to be. They're best friends. You now have this table is a little bit uh, fortified. You you feel as if you're going to be all right. But now you have seven drinks left and then 20 pounds. Nice. We just need to be um, smart about how uh, we distribute these drinks. Crap. So we can't hit the 150 before the drinks are gone right not, but i have to work on it and i give 15 so yeah only one person work on it and everybody else drink everyone drink okay. twice i'll drink once and work on it uh wait no that would put us way over the amount of drinks i only have two left in wisdom so if this is another wisdom one i'm pretty much how many drinks do we have left seven seven yeah okay so we'll... oh wait 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 we need so the drinks have to be completely done before yes. so it can't be at the same time can't be in the same action what if it's the simultaneously so you we can that's simultaneously what I mean. okay then then okay. cuz we can also intentionally yeah, get someone then everybody drunk then <laughs> everybody drink now except uh ren ren work on the table and then next time, I'll work on the table and a couple people who have some room to drink more drink. You just want Ren to finish the table with both actions? No, for the, for the nope. first action, we take four drinks and okay, ten for progress first, I to see, the I table. See. I then we have them three people drink, and I yeah. work on the table and one other person. I get you. Let's see. Okay, uh, this is going to be down in dexterity. Oh, we finally rolled the big four. All right. I take it no one had four, <laughs> four dex dexterity Oops. points. For a minute, Ben had one hundred and sixty-two dexterity. Whoa! Let's just adjust that. <laughs> there we go. So now we're at one hundred and forty, <laughs> and three drinks left. One hundred and forty. Yep, three drinks left. I guess as part of our shenanigans, the person working on the table could like pretend to work on the table. Three people could drink, and then one person could finish the table. <laughs> And one person could... Yeah, take the wait action. Yeah. Or the ready action. Ready. <laughs> okay, I the have to work. Final I building. have to work right on the table right now. 
Hey everyone, this is Solomon from the future uh, coming at you as I'm editing. I'm actually going to slim this down a little bit because for the next six to seven minutes, all of the party is just discussing like, okay, who should drink? What should we do this? What should we do this? But they are already set up. Like they legitimately, all they need to do is say, hey, like we're good. This person's working on this. This person's working on this because they already established who was going to. They just needed to say, this is what we're doing. But then they kept coming up with other solutions, even though they already had the solution that they needed. And they came with another one. I was like, okay, you, okay, let's move on with that. And they're like, no, 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 let's do this other thing. So I'm just going to cut all that down, make it a little bit easier for me editing and make it a little bit easier for you as the listener. All right, let's get right into it. Are the bad guys going to gamble real big at the last second? As funny as that would be, I did try to gamble. Um, and unfortunately, uh, you see the tiefling walk up to the bar and kind of try to flirt with some of the gnomes. I'm sorry, for some of the dwarves. And uh, unfortunately, all her big mouth does and was warrant her three more drinks. Huzzah! I was I was really worried when you said unfortunately. <laughs> you all are able to glug, 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 right as the final hammer hammers down. Everyone's freaking out. They're cheering. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Everyone's overjoyed. And there was much. Every single person, except for uh, the enemy team, they are not happy. You all uh, are able to take a quick sip of that. Uh, that good, good, that's going to restore all of your stat points back to original. I think I'm good with this right now. Fable, you look out towards the crowd, but the strawberry-scented Dwelf and Gaylor are now lost within it. But you could still hear the booming voice of his friend. Right, uh, now you got your stop. Let's get back to tracking the whole reason why we're here. Little son of a bitch from the bulwark. I'll know something about our good friend, Era. To the Marksman Range. And they head towards where you all had previously left. And now, the last bit on your list is a bit of LARPing. Yes. You all are ready for a tale of adventure, of joy, of power, of treasure, of all the good things that make up a good story. You can feel your blood rising. You just came off your victory. You have that high. And you turn the corner and you see the old hunched form of his lizard folk. You name him, know him as Lou. He's blind in one eye and he looks over with a, a smile filled with uh, uh, teeth that have been replaced over the few years and says, Oh, well, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. You all have come at the most perfect time to join the Woolly Sweater and Soldier Brigade. Uh, come, there's no line. Come right this way. Ren would definitely go to the side that he can't see out of and try to stay in that blind spot and say, Oh, good to see ya. <laughs> oh, where, what? Oh, and he just keeps and circling to, in his blind. To, oh, my Lord, I can't. He eventually like gets dizzy and he puts his hand against a barrel to stabilize himself. Trader around so extends a hoof and trips Ren. <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> oh, there, there you are. <laughs> oh, sorry, my eyes aren't what they used to be. 
So welcome once again. My name is Lou, and welcome to the Woolly Sweater and Soldier Brigade. Now, you all are going to need to admit you all are a bit larger than the our usual adventurers, but if you'd like to go down memory lane, please, please come in. Can I just say, Solomon, the fact that we are, are tabletop role-playing, playing, live-action role-playing... <laughs> It's kind of ridiculous, <laughs> and I love it. It's fantastic. It's either a new low or a new high. Not sure which. <laughs> Lou begins to to start his tale, and he's like, "Long ago, there were uh, when there were beasts in the sky, and in the ground, and in the oceans, dragons plagued these lands. And in fact, I think I hear a dragon now. And you hear this." clearly doctored uh, sound in the distance. Oh, it would seem that uh, this dragon is challenging you, knight. So please, do us all a favor and get equipped. Find your blade. And the first thing that happens as you enter is you find it's not super... Exciting. You can tell this was made for kids and you can see just about everything. You can tell that one of the bits of equipment, it's literally the sheep. Like the sheep are labeled with these tunics that are draped <laughs> over them. Um, and the one in front of you is labeled with a sword. Go, intrepid adventurer, take your blade. Uh, what is this? It is Woolies. It's uh, the adventure. Come on. It, 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 uh, it's a big part of our uh, of every year. Uh, like I mentioned, you are a bit older than usual, but... Are we to pick up these sheep? Oh, you. Uh, all you need to do is touch them, and you will equip the items you need. Well, just what items do we see on the sheep? Again, you said sword. The sheep has a sword. The one in the middle of the fountain has a shield. The one over there uh, has a red health potion. I'll walk over and touch the red health potion one. You end up sauntering over there, and you hear, Huzzah! You will now be uh, branded for the fight ahead. You shall be safe. Fable? Are there only three items? Uh, no. You actually see a little bit further off. There's a there's a few more. What else is out there? Uh, so this sheep has uh, this one right here is going to have a shield on it, and this purple one up there has a staff on it. Well, there already was a shield sheep. So there's two shield sheep. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the shield is in the middle. The one up there, that's a mana potion. Is the white one? That's just the wrong color. Um, and a staff. Like a like a magic staff. Well, I suppose I shouldn't stray too far from what I know. And I'll go grab the magic staff sheet. Oh, wonderful. You oh, d d Mind the wool, mind the wool. No need to actually grab on. But yes, you are filled with this magical power. Aya? Or Aya? Pretending is what this game is all about. Uh, and I will grab the shield. Fantastic. And then uh, <laughs> Ren. Uh, the sword is in front of you. The mana potion is over here. Where do you run to? Uh, let's do the mana potion. And as I look around, I say, Ugh, not a lot of money in this prop budget, huh? And then that would leave the sword for you, my good centaur. Go forth. It's now time for you 
to deal with the dragon. Oh, you all make your way towards this dragon, this fearsome beast, which is very, very clearly two humans wearing a costume. Uh, you hear that sound play again as uh, the dragon rears its head up and you don't even swing and it falls back and you hear, oh, wonderful, you've done it. You've defeated the dragon and let us be safe. Thank you. Thank you. Fine adventurer party. Uh, and he ushers you all out as the next group of kids come in. Um, wonderful. That was, uh, I, I really hope you enjoyed that. And he kind of, his smile leaves. Who am I kidding? I I know that this this is not what you all are here for. The fact that you've come at all means that most likely uh, the news of the king's watchful eye is out. See, I have a lot to prove, too. I don't know if you ever came to my booth, but I, I've been here for 30 years, and, you know, 20 years ago they told me that I'd be running a real adventurer's booth, but... Here I am handing out sweaters to kids. Oh, here, speaking of, hello! And he turns the corner uh, and he gives these uh, pamphlets out to the next kids who are ready to go in. And he circles back to you. Please, be, be truthful. How did that live up to your expectations? I can handle it. Please, be honest with me. Well, I wish I only had one good eye. <laughs> you know, I can't lie to you, uh... That was, uh, was very underwhelming. It was rather short. Perhaps we could be of assistance. Maybe, maybe what you need is a new, a new set of champions. Maybe the dragon is not up to the, up to the task. But I assure you, we would. Well, be. Uh, you know, I, I actually. You can see the little kids have started to run, and they're they're playing within, within the area. No, actually, I, I've i come about something that I could use that would, well, let's just say make the adventure a bit more fun, if you'd like to go at it again. You see, I, I met a, a merchant who sold me something that would make me the top of the town, and I believe that it could make you the talk of the town as well. It will make the adventure significantly better. So we'd be doing each other a favor. Could we see what it is before we begin? Oh, yes. Uh, all we need to do is uh, motion there for the dwarves there, and they will drink the potion that we were given. It'll add... Uh, I don't know exactly what it does, but I've been told that it adds quite the spark. I spent a lot of gold on it. Let's give it a go. <laughs> How bad could it be? Wonderful. He nods towards the dwarves and they you see a shuffle a little bit. Nothing happens. You see the dragon just fall, limp. The dwarves inside, or the humans inside, are out like a light. But then it begins to shake and change and quake and quell and scream as you see it transform into a creature that there's a chance that none of you have fought before. Standing before you uh, with the kids screaming in terror is a Glabrezu. 
Gesundheit. Oh, what? Yeah. Bless you. Glabrezus are large fiend demons with four arms. And this thing screams as it looks towards the children and then look towards the sheep. It screams out once again. And slowly the sheep start to trudge their way towards the creature. I'm going to let you guys run in and then we're going to roll for initiative, baby. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Let me get, let me get, let me get. 10. I got a 15. 12. 23. Nice. I got 17. Uh, first in the turn order, uh, Brandon, you are alert and you are ready to go. All right. I'm going to whip out my longbow. Oh, also, I should have told you all this earlier. Uh, I want you to go through and change all of your damage weapons. Add an additional die uh, because you all are level 10 and you're running with level 1 weapons. So this will... So like instead of 1d8, roll 2d8? 2d8. And we're going to attack. That is a 19. Uh, that is going to strike. Hitting is going to trigger a couple of my different abilities. Uh, I'm going to use one of my favored foe charges on this thing, uh, which the first time I hit it each turn, I get to add 1d6 of damage. Uh, I'm also going to use Dreadful Strikes, which, again, the first time I hit a creature each turn, it's going to do 1d4 additional damage. And I also should have done something else before I made this attack, but that's okay. Um... Uh, are we going to Hunter's Market? Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so bonus action. Uh, going to Hunter's Mark this thing, uh, which gives me another 1d6 of damage. But that's per attack rather than just the first time. And uh, now we're going to roll some damage. First blood. Uh, 21 damage uh, on that first hit. And then I have extra attack. So I'm going to shoot it uh, with my bow again. And that time is a 17. That is going to hit. So that time, I think, is 12 damage. Actually is resistant to piercing. So let me just... Cool. Uh, so uh, next in the turn order is actually going to be the sheep that um, is <laughs> pushes past this kid and starts to make its way towards the beast. Mars. No, sheep. No. You are up next. The fuck? I... I'm gonna cast Phantasmal Killer on this thing. Okay. <laughs> um, I need to know what I need to beat off your spell casting modifier. Spell save DC. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Um. No. The this beats uh, beast. Despite you'd think that it's well versed in this type of magic, you see this uh, this magical force go around him, uh, around his mind, and I'm just bullying him. Yeah. Do you want to roll dead? for damage? No. Yeah, I have to roll forty. Jesus. Oh, give me a <laughs> yeah, and it's at the end of turn, yeah, up get for a minute. Fucked, monster. How does? Yeah, thirty-four points of damage. Hell yeah. This magical energy uh, is seeming to actually uh, capture and, and strike at the points, the arrows that have already been struck. This magic seeps in as if digging past the, the stone to bite at the insides of this demon. Uh, and this demon actually screams out in pain. Uh, and this other sheep 
Also, off random. Did did you did you fail the wisdom saving throw? Yes. He becomes frightened as well. The being, its vision is clouded, and it is. This, oh, hold on. This Let me is see fucking Willem. This is absolutely Willem in the demon form that that lady saw. Automatically detect visual illusions and succeed on saving throws within them. But this is a mental illusion, so it's not going to work there, bitch. So yeah, that's going to work out. You're going to be able to use that magic on him. Hell yeah. I didn't want to tell you that it didn't work. Uh, so this sheep is going to move uh, significantly closer than the other one and actually uh, starts to bah towards the this demon. You tell him, sheep. Uh, Jonathan. Uh, are we using, like, uh, feet and all that in this battle? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you will, you'll have enough movement to get there and make some stuff happen. I you said it was 100 feet, right? You're Oh, like, if you're doing ranged, yes. But if you're not, you're not going to be able to get to him in one turn unless you sprint. I don't know what your movement speed is. It's probably 30, isn't it? So it's a it's a hundred between me and him. Yeah, around there. Can't really hit him, but I guess I can get closer to him. So uh, as I'm running towards the demon, I say, "What's what's the cool thing to say?" You guys have infiltrated my brain with these like dirty like I'm like let's get hard and like say rock, it. rock on or something. Say it. <laughs> Say, please run at him get and say, hard. let's get hard. <laughs> please. Please. I've never wanted anything more in my life. All right. I guess I got it. This is the first thought in my head. Because my armor, uh, it's kind of like when it comes. So it's it's our arcane armor. So I could kind of put it on and take it off like magically. So as it's coming on, it it kind of comes on like uh, like when they do explosions in, in like caves and stuff. It's like... <laughs> And yeah, it does kind of come my... on like an explosion when you get hard. <laughs> I was going to say, you should say I'm getting so hard. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, it looks like the Red Rocks, if anyone's ever been to, like, the Red Rocks amphitheater. Ah, like the Red so Rockets? <laughs> red Rocket. Red Rocket, Sparky. <laughs> so... Uh, unfortunately, I can't actually use this armor to hit anything because I'm not close enough. But I was, yeah, I will run up. Expecting <laughs> the voice. <laughs> Let's get hard. <laughs> I red rocket sparky. Uh, minute. Okay. All right. I'll I'll do this. So I'm gonna cast haste on myself, and uh, so I get plus two bonus to my AC. So now my AC is at twenty two, <laughs> and I have eighty feet of movement. No, you also gain an additional action on each of your turns. So oh. your your speed is doubled. So you'd be able to get within 20 feet of him. Um, and you still have an action. If you'd like to get there, I can move you back. Th wait, that... Oh, hold on, actually. The action can only be used to take the attack action, dash, disengage, hide, or use another object. All right, so then what I'm going to do is... I'll do a bonus action, Misty Step, to get to Hell him. yeah. And then I will be able to attack. Now that's getting hard. <laughs> so then I will attack. Now I do have extra attack, so does that mean I can do two attacks or is it just one attack? 
can I stack my extra attack onto an extra action? It's only when you... Okay, yeah, so technically, you can use your at extra attack when you take the attack action. Cool. So, yes. We made this work, guys. Part. I feel like this was a group effort. I'm not going to let you stack it, attack, extra attack, attack, extra attack. But right, 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 right. This is two attacks. I'm using my Thunder Gauntlets, so you'll see uh, kind of like this energy coming out of my fists. I mean, I think that technically you do. Anytime you take the attack action, you get an extra attack rules as written. Um, haste is just crazy good like that. You know what? I will allow it. Plus nine to the attack roll. So that's an 11 with the first attack. That's not going to hit. 18 for the second attack. That is going to hit. And do I get attacks per fist, or is it just one? No, just one. <laughs> you're looking for eight attacks nice, there. Nice try. Wow, you're trying, uh, to, you know. you're trying to walk your way out of this. 11 plus the proficiency bonus. Or no, plus intelligence? What? Yeah, plus the five. So 16. But uh, unfortunately, since that's both bludgeoning and uh, electric damage, it gets halved. Uh, What's thunder? <laughs> okay, never mind. Then it takes a little bit more damage. There we go. So just so you know, with this, with my thunder gauntlets, um, a creature hit by a gauntlet has a disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you until the start of my next turn. Nice. Next, we have the sheep who's going to also run ahead and this little kid is pushing past you to try to get the hell out of here uh it's glab glab's turn and he does not like that you did what you did uh so he's gonna attack you he has multi-attack uh Stop. first attack is a 24 when a creature you can see within 30 feet of you makes an attack i'm gonna invoke the blood curse of the eyeless uh when a creature you can see within 30 feet oh i uh um first i gotta damage myself also, I forgot to add Fury of the Small to my attack, so that's another plus four damage. So, when a creature you can see... Oh, I guess it's only within 30 feet. But he's huge. <laughs> but he's huge. What do you want me to do? Can I do it? You are over 100 Can feet I do away. it? I'm not going to... I'm probably not going to get another turn, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you... I'll let okay. You uh, I can use my reaction to roll... Um, Roll one Hemocraft die and subtract the number rolled from the creature's attack roll. The creature is immune to this curse if it is immune to the blinded condition, which is not. Uh, I can amplify it by damaging myself, which I just did. Uh, I apply this curse to all of the creature's attack rolls until the end of the creature's turn. I roll separately for each affected attack. So go ahead. So I have disadvantage? No, I just roll to, I roll to, uh, to subtract from your attack roll. Okay. Well, the first roll that I hit was a 26, I believe. Against the 22, though. So... Uh, and that takes five off. Okay, so that first attack, uh, he scoops you up and punches you with one of his four, uh, one, one of his two fists. He has these two pinchers, and uh, he misses brutally. But the second attack, uh, he strikes against your arms, uh, against your armor, and growls in pain as it seems to have been ineffective. Seeing now that the fists are not exactly what he uh, is going to be going with. He's going with the pincers. And he is not strong enough to <laughs> dent through your armor. Okay. Um, that is going to be a 26 to hit. Uh, oh, bad luck. It's only one, so 25. Uh, so it is going to strike down at you. Um, and you are uh, grappled. 
by one of my big boy pinchers here. So let's see how much damage you're going to be taking. Ooh, that's a little... Ooh. Okay, uh, it pinches down on you, and it squeezes as hard as it can, and you end up... A scream comes out of you as you take 23 points Dang. of damage. Damn. Um, it then turns towards one of the sheep, and... The sheep begins to sh change shape. It screams in baws and pain um, as it transforms into a zombie. Oh, no. Oh, sick. This is uh, good. Now, so next in the turn order is Ben. A human zombie or a sheep zombie? A human zombie. Okay. Um, all right, I will take my step of the wind action, spending a key point to take a dash um, action for free. Um, and I have 50, 55 movement speed, so I can make it all the way there. Whee. We and are a really fast to, party. And then I'm going to smack it with my hand axe, um, and I'll be attacking twice. That's 21. Uh, that is going to hit, yes. Okay, and then the second attack. Oh, that's a 10. Probably not that one. That is not going to hit. Okay, so for the damage of the first one, uh, that's 17 damage. Okay, uh, next in the turn order is going to be uh, another sheep that is trying its best, its darndest, to get past, but it is unable to uh, pass by and underneath the legs of uh, Aya. One of these kids is able to escape. So, yay, woohoo, yay. Let's get rid of let's oh, kill yeah, this kid now Forget off the them. map. Yeah. Uh, They're fine. Which four of them are still alive. Um, and the next in the turn order is Sam. All right. So at the start of my turn, I'm going to invoke the right, the Crimson Right of the Dawn. Uh, I hold up my light crossbow, um, and it infuses my weapon strikes with elemental energy. So this is a bonus action. This now deals magical damage, and it deals extra damage, 1d6 uh, extra radiant damage. In addition, the weapon sheds bright light out to a radius of 20 feet. I have resistance to necrotic damage, except the necrotic damage I deal to myself by doing these things. Um, uh, and then when I hit an undead creature with a weapon for which Right of the Dawn is active, I roll an additional, one, uh, an additional d6 when determining the extra damage. Um, okay, so... There's that. That is now active, uh, right of the and it's active uh, until like the end of the day, until the next rest. So I am then going. Yeah, I'll just attack it with the crossbow, which I assume is that in range for, of a crossbow. Uh, no, you'd be able to hit that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. So I will roll for attack. It's lame. So twelve isn't gonna hit, right? No, it isn't. Right, well, I so I do have extra attack uh, as an innate ability. So whenever I roll on it, whenever I make an attack, I can just make another attack. So I'll try that again. Ooh, that's a nat twenty, baby. Hey, that'll hit. Sick. All right. Two d eight plus two magical piercing damage. So not regular piercing damage 11 magical piercing damage 
and five radiant damage. And as a free action, I'm going to uh, I'm going to use uh, brand of castigation. When I damage a creature with a weapon for which I have an active crimson right, I can channel hemocraft magic to sear an arcane brand into the creature. I well, I always know the direction to the branded creature, uh, but each time it deals damage to me or a creature. I can see within five feet of me, it takes five psychic damage. Um, this can be dispelled with dispel magic with a DC of 15. Uh, fantastic. So now this this beast is uh, miasma and blood are pouring from it as, as Fable's magical energy is dispelling out from the wounds that the arrows still hold true. He's bloodied without a shadow of the doubt, and he's getting desperate he lets out a loud scream as once again, Brandon, it's your turn. Yeah, I was looking to see if there was anything really different for me to do, but I think just putting a couple more arrows into it is probably going to be the most tactically sound. That's Fighter Ranger for you. All right, so that's a 19. Oh, God, that arrow was terrible. Uh, so that's six piercing damage. Oh, but that's better. Uh, so six piercing damage and 14 assorted magical damages. Jeez la wheeze. Uh, assortedly, he did not like that. Uh, and then it is a uh, 17 on the... Uh... That is going to hit. All right. Well, let's just do it again. God, these arrows. Um, so that's seven damage that time. <laughs> and one magical damage. Uh, this beast screams out at you as it commands this zombie to strike back at Ren. All right, Ren. And it misses wildly. And because of this, it turns its attention towards you, Emiskir. Ooh, uh, that is going to be a 19 to hit. Uh, yes, that's against 16. Um, hold on. I have evasion. Let me see what that does. If it's a dex save, you... Instead of taking half, oh, yeah, down. yeah, never mind. Not relevant. Uh, it strikes down at you and uh, deals eight points of damage while still grappling with uh, with our little Ren buddy. Wait, no, yeah, you'd have a I've had advantage against you, Ren, and I rolled a nat one. All right, <laughs> you're not hard enough. And Fable, you are up next. So I have an idea, Do it. but I don't know if it's stupid or not. I want to use my fifth level telekinesis spell. Do it. And pick him up and drop him into the Do ground. It. Up to 30. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. I could pick him up 30 feet into the air. A he's a huge creature, right? Uh, I. He's a large fiend. So then I can do huge too small. Who has yeah. enlarge reduce? Ren does. Because if you enlarge it, that makes its weight eight times more. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. If you, because it sounds like you're trying to lift them up and then drop them, right? Okay, um, so what I'm going to do for that is I know that there's probably already a lot of science behind like weight and dropping things, but instead I want you to roll. Uh, how much does this guy weigh? <laughs> no, we're gonna do it the right way. F See, equals uh, ma. <laughs> roll three d six. Uh, and then add your uh, spellcasting modifier. Solomon, did you read what I just put in there? Uh, no, I did not. Hold on. What did you say? 
the official rules is 1d6 per 10 feet. So oh. Yeah, that would be 3d6. <laughs> Perfect. I'm crazy like that. So it's 3d6 plus my spellcasting ability or my spell attack bonus? Uh, it is technically just 3d6, but this oh, is okay, I think nice. this is a cool move. Uh, cool. So I'm going to give you... slam him down a little bit, too. I'll, yeah, I'll give you a, your plus five to damage. Okay, so that becomes a 19. Okay, uh, this beast did not like that at all. You slam it down into the ground. It, it, it cries out in pain as uh, this other sheep tries to bat at it to be like, yeah, turn me, turn me. But it, I mean, it's the sheep's, it's picking itself up, up off the ground. Hold on, actually. Um, Jonathan, roll a dexterity <laughs> saving throw. A constitution, oh. yeah, dexterity saving throw. I drop it directly onto Ren and. <laughs> oh no, Ren! Ren is being held on. I forgot. Uh, okay, that's a dirty twenty. Yeah, no, you are able to actually push yourself out of these claws as and land effortlessly and just this graceful. Uh, dirge. So it is now your turn. Can I line it up? So, because I, I want to do lightning bolt, which is 100 feet long, 5 feet wide line. Hell yeah. I will let you Sorry, know. Isn't it resistant to lightning damage? Yes, it is. And also, you are in public. Like, there is the opposite side of this. There are other people. Um, <laughs> if you can take out the zombie... I might be able to use a reaction to kill the other sheep. All right, so maybe not in a murder sheep. There's no way that I can do this hundred foot without hitting people. Okay. Bite his ankles. All right. <laughs> Bite his ankles. I like to ride. Wait, herd the sheep away. <laughs> oh. I just start barking at the sheep and running in circles. You know what? This is fun. I'm gonna try to levitate. I'm gonna do the levitate spell. Get him back in the air. Interesting. Wait, is he more than 500 pounds? If yeah. I'm 700 pounds. All right, so maybe that won't work. Okay, if we're if we're doing it by the book, that won't work. Bite his ankles. <laughs> what? How much damage is the bite action? I think technically 1d4. Yeah, I'll just keep punching him because... He tried to grapple me. Uh, 19 on the first attack. That is going to hit. All right. And the second one will hit too because that was more. All right. So that's two two attacks with my thunder gauntlets. Uh, so that's 4d8. Let's see. I have thunder garlands in my armor. That's what I did the first time. Uh, 19 plus fury of the small is another four. So that's 23 damage. Hell yeah. This is why we keep him keep her around. <laughs> yeah. No, you uh this thing it it shakes in uh it's consumed by this magic for a moment. But that just makes it all the more angrier as it steps forward and uh it roars and actually um decides that you know what? I don't necessarily like being able to uh having to deal with you and having to see you so he casts darkness places his hand down and the entirety of this 15 foot area is now in darkness this beast uh lets out a scream as i'm remembering 
Morris, why don't you tell me what happens to this creature as it is torn apart from your phantasmal killer spell? Oh, shit. His brain fucking explodes. Inside don't look skull. at me while I explode. This creature screams in agony. This this anti-magic monster defeated. The the one thing that was supposed to it was supposed to be stronger than the one thing. And you beat it. Fable now you can add a Glabrezu claw to your tower's trophies. Goody. I just wanted to add while the um what is it called? A Glabrezu? Glabrezu. While it was dying, Fable was furiously taking notes watching how it died for research purposes erotic fan fiction you all exit the king's guard has rushed to you it would seem that you are needed in the courtyard you're rushed off before lou can even fully give a thank you he just gives a wave as uh, you all can, walk can, I, can I do away. something before we leave you're welcome yes okay so i have grim's psychometry when I, uh, which means I, I can make an intelligence or history check to recall information about the sinister or tragic history of an object you are touching or your current location. Is that do we do we like is the is the potion still around or was there no potion? You can find yeah. You... Okay, so I get advantage on that. That the DM's discretion, a suitably high roll, might cause your character to experience some brief visions of the past connected the object or location uh however i that is a plus zero so it's just a d20 with advantage 19 as you examine the bottle you see a symbol that doesn't mean anything to you but um once you show it to ren when ren takes a glance ren notices it as an artificer's seal uh and it has a cursive h and a heart would i know this marking like who this is or i just i just recognize that it is no you're you're just familiar with the the concept that it's it's hux now armed with that new information and with the guards by your side they push you off towards back to where you need to be see no longer are you fighting demons you are back to the festivities but you find yourself getting nervous walking there. I mean, this is the king we're talking about. All of you know the king, or you know of the king. It would be impossible not to know him. King Thrond was a kind man, a good king who ensured livable conditions for every person in his realm. The surrounding towns around Vale are usually seen as in-between towns. Many villages are used as bases of operations for outreach programs, allowing for citizens to get back on their feet, living in housing paid for by the king when they recover, find their place, or sometimes just work. But you've never met the king. Until today. Within the open areas of the pavilion, a man stood with his shoulders square, his beard trim, and the stones in his crown matching his eyes. Sapphire. His clock rested, draped over the arms of his throne. He wore a dazzling crown that matched his eyes. The crown almost seemed to have 
tails, little braids lovingly put in by large fingers. It was bright, with the high ceilings and skylights casting beams of sunlight through the multicolored glass, allowing for beams of solid light in between the bursts of swirling color. These colors fall across his finely tailored clothes like snow lightly covering a field. The way he stood, he seemed to fill the room. He demanded respect, but not attention. He looked at each of you, slowly. It was easy to feel small in this room, with the lowered ground floor carved from stone and the wide staircase that led to the pair of thrones. But the way that King Throned met each one of your gazes helped you feel big again. Yet for a moment, you may feel small once more when your eyes fall to the gorgeous Salik who sits with her legs daintily crossed. Her eyes hold less kindness, but not more animosity. They were simply curious. Behind, Ree was wearing a beautiful and traditional Salik celebration gown. It was not a traditional ball gown, but rather a half skirt that was open in the front, allowing for tailcoat-like trails that add a sense of elegance to the battle-ready queen. The king begins to speak as he walks towards you. It is a great service you do, coming here. Originally, we were going to celebrate the carnival and all its years of service. But before any of that, before we march you across the city, we owe you a great deal. He comes down the stairs as he speaks, each word a closer step. Truly, there are many men who speak plainly. But you have no use for words. Your actions speak for you. Those children go home to their mothers and fathers, not because nothing went wrong, but because you stepped in. I will not forget this. Each one of you will be marked by my hand. The king reaches into his chest pocket and pulls out a ring. This is my seal. This is the kingdom's law. You may fear no man. You may not go hungry. I hereby declare you knights under the hand of your king. I offer you this, not as a position to be filled, but as a title you have earned. You will want for nothing. This is my gift to you. There are no strings attached. Simply one good deed deserves another. Now that we have gotten this out of the way, it is a pleasure to meet you. My name is King Throned. He puts a fist over his chest, and he bows to you. Fable does a little wave back. I bow. I bow. I also bow. I look around to see what other people are doing, and uh, I try to mimic the bow as best I can while like continuously looking at everyone else. You need not bow. Today, you all are honored guests. And... Allow me to, <laughs> Terrelloni may not be here, but I am. So please, speak plainly. Tell me of your magic. I've heard bits and pieces, murmurs. <laughs> One does not become the king without such things. So please, share with me. Uh, Amaskir steps forward and, uh, yeah, looks at the king and queen. And I apologize in advance for this monologue, but, um, yeah. <laughs> Your Majesties, my name is Amaskir, a humble monk and practitioner of the Way of the Sun Soul in a secluded monastery in Valia. 
I come with my friends seeking to share with you a unique discovery, and we seek your patronage that we may expand our knowledge of this heretofore unfathomed power. The best way to share this discovery with you is through a story, if you would please be patient with me. Several years ago, now, I found myself tending the shrubberies around the fountain in my monastery's courtyard. It was a beautiful evening, still and balmy. The sun set, and I found great beauty on the skies reflected in the glistening fountain pool. My chores for the day were completed, and I stayed in the courtyard, gazing at the sky through the pool until the light of the stars overcame the light of our great sun. I was struck by the still waters and the clarity with which I could see the stars mirrored back to me from the heavens. I am a student of the skies, and here I found a curious joy in seeking for and identifying the constellations, as I was taught them, reversed as they were in the reflection. Eventually, I took to meditation, gazing into the pool of the stars. It was with surprise that I noticed an anger bubbling up inside of me, small at first, but growing steadily minute by minute. It was a curious feeling, for it was not my anger, and I knew it. It was foreign. I was not angry, but I felt this anger soon burning inside of me. I shifted my gaze from the stars at hand, and the anger jarringly vanished from my heart. In my confusion, I thought I may have imagined it. I looked up to the sky at the same section of stars reflected at me and felt nothing beyond my normal sense of awe and wonder for the heavenly hosts. Idly, I fixed my gaze again at the stars reflected in the pool, and there it was, a slow, building anger that wasn't mine and yet was clearly felt within my heart. It grew steadily, and for an hour I continued gazing curiously, dispassionately observing the anger growing deeper and hotter within me. It got to the point at which I felt as though it would explode inside of me. I ceased my meditation, and as swiftly as before the anger ceased, uprooted completely in a moment. Curious but exhausted, I retired for the night. Upon waking and execution of my morning chores, the night's events barely entered my mind. But one of my sisters there struck up conversation, and I started sharing with her the strange events of the night before. As I was describing the sensation, I felt it once again but only briefly, for swiftly it left my soul, and I felt it directed towards my sister. Instantly, my serene, dispassionate sister flared with a rage I had never seen her approach before. With such a force of emotion unbecoming of anyone, she chided me for staying up late, for not sharing my experience sooner, for a slight spot of dirt on my tunic. Whatever object she could latch into, she raged upon, roaring with unfounded zeal and giving me great fear. It felt like forever, but it must have been only half a minute before her rage subsided, and she was on her knees apologizing for her outburst, confused and beset by emotional exhaustion. This then led us to consider the events at hand and wonder whether we could, with a scientific approach, study these things. We did so, and we have found that there exist in the stars constellations seeking to be perceived, and seeking to have their wills channeled into the earth. When we look at the constellations in the night sky, we see them not as they see themselves. Imagine that I am a constellation, and my hands are stars. My left hand is raised high, and my right hand is lowered. When I see myself in the mirror, the star on the left is raised, and the star on the right is lowered, just the same. But when you look at me, you see the star on the right is raised, and the star on the left is lowered. When I map out the stars, I do not see the stars as they see themselves, and so the stars do not know that I am looking at them. 
but when I look at the constellation through a reflection, I see them in reverse, the way the constellations see themselves reflected in the seas and how they perceive themselves. For this reason, there is no power in the naked observation of the stars. It must be done in a reflected surface. Furthermore, the constellations we were taught growing up are irrelevant to this study. There are true ones, as yet undiscovered. There may be only a small number, or they may be innumerable, hidden and layered within the night sky. After a time, my sister's interest moved on, and I, with the blessing of the monastery, set out to find others willing to study and seek out the secrets of the stars. Since these events, I, along with my friends here, have been studying with diligence the stars and the powers they hold. There is much power, there's much about this power we do not understand. As a monk of the sun soul, I have spent years of my life gazing at the heavens. I have mapped the stars for every season, and I have always sensed a power beyond my reach, like an unfathomable current of a distant river. But now the river is within our reach. If only we had the courage of a patron with the wherewithal and foresight to invest in the study of this power. So far, we have found four of these constellations. The heat of soul. The constellation already discussed with the power to inflame the emotions. The crumbling skies. A constellation with the power to rend organic and inorganic material alike. The great mender. A constellation that seeks to restore objects to their essential state. And the mother of worlds. A constellation that drives one to compassion and empathetic response. The study of these constellations is admittedly dangerous. Consider my goblin friend, who had two organic arms and a full ear prior to this work. It was the discovery of the Crumbling Skies constellation that necessitated her mechanical arm. We have found that through experience, wisdom, and force of will, one can learn how and to what extent to channel the will of the stars. But doing so without these things will have unintended consequences, to say the least. For this reason, I must stress to all of your subjects looking on not to pursue this study on a whim. And now, I would request a demonstration, O oh great majesties. It is too dangerous for us to risk a demonstration of either the crumbling skies or the great mender in your presence, but I have some skill with the heat of soul, and I am confident in my ability to channel this in a safe demonstration. While it would of course be most effectual for your majesties to volunteer as the objects of this demonstration, I would not presume to suggest it. Instead, I request that you proffer a trusted servant, known for their trustworthiness and serenity, that you may observe the effects of the stars on such a person. Um, I would like to make a persuasion roll, subtly, to try to persuade them to be the ones uh, to volunteer. You're not going to have to, because the queen stands up. Um, I will be the volunteer. Very well, your majesty. However, I must advise... You, uh, O great king, and yourself, O great queen, that mm, this might be difficult to watch, and please, great king, order your subjects not to obey any of the queen's commands at this time, for they are not always reasonable. No offense uh, meant, your great, great, great highness. No offense taken. You clearly know a bit more about these things than we do. Then with your permission. Please. She holds out her arms as if to accept. I would like to make her angry uh, and just feel that anger for about 30 seconds, uh, and it'll be a strong anger. Uh, I could roll for it if you want to see if there are unintended consequences. Sure. I have 
considered both wisdom and charisma as possible modifiers for this um, because it's about kind of, you know, observing the will as in wisdom of the stars and then kind of channeling them as in charisma. So um, I feel as if it's almost that I would need to make a charisma saving throw. No, why don't you make wisdom? Why don't you do wisdom? Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay, well, all the better, I guess. Uh, that's an eight. Better do some more meditating. I guess. Uh, she just stops pacing and looks over at Ren. Oh, boy. And says, um, you uh, trailed in a bit of grease there. Why don't you clean that up? Does this bring up any memories of what happened before? That is up to you. Well, your majesty, uh, I kind of have a habit of doing that. And you haven't picked up a habit of cleaning it up after you're done? She's getting closer to you. I uh, take a step back. I'm much too busy to be cleaning up after myself. And what exactly have you been busy doing, huh? And she raises up a fist. Um, and at this point, well, let me do a quick roll. Queen, King Thrawn steps in and places a hand on her hand and says, I think that's quite enough. Boom! The Queen Reed turns and slams the king straight in the face. And he uh, comes back, kind of holding his face as Queen Reed, the... Uh, the kind of you can tell it's she is shocked like she doesn't know what just happened do you continue the channeling ben i start laughing uh <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, no uh, i i stop it great king i sincerely apologize for <laughs> the actions of the queen under my influence no no it's it's unbecoming of a king not to not to defend himself in that sort of thing but i um uh, care a bit more about the safety of Ree than safety of my face, and I don't exactly think I could have done anything about that. You are fine. I can tell that you are passionate, and I can tell the power of this magic. He comes close to you, and you see the, the red welt that's forming on his cheek, which won't do well for the parade tonight. Uh, he places a hand on your shoulder. And says, this is my promise to you. Your wallets, your coin purses will not run dry. The resources that you need will be given to you. I see power here. I understand that this is a bit too far now. But you have something. I know it. This is my, me swearing to you. You will have your magic. Thank you. All of you. He places a hand on his uh, chest again and bows. He says, if you excuse me, I need to freshen up for the parade tonight. Ree, you may wish to do so as well. And she, it's very embarrassingly like apologizing. It's like, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, the king and queen stand and they look like they're about to leave, but they turn back to you as if to say one last final thank you and to see if you need anything from them before they leave. Nothing. Oh. Then they leave. 
Oh, would you put a biospore into your will? Don't make it a whole marathon. <laughs> Just make, there's a specific biospore born right about now. <laughs> I got you. Make them the king. As you all stepped out, you've realized that you've had a very, very busy day. It's been filled to the brim with adventure. And now, the night sky has already started to spread overhead. The moon shining down to cast long shadows on the roads of Vale. Flurries of snowflakes are brought up with the wind, inviting townsfolk back indoors, overflowing taverns with loud memories and groups of carnival workers sweeping things up while others tear things down. The night is starry. There may have been many long nights gazing up at the sty, but now there are no charts in sight, no measuring equipment. All it is is you and your friends staring up at the stars. And despite not looking at the stars as they see themselves, despite you all simply standing amidst the snow-covered town square with the wind striking at your face. You all feel the stars themselves bring you something. Peace. Overwhelming peace. Somewhere else, a tired cowboy trudges through the snow, cursing under his breath that his portal didn't take him back into the bulwark. He was still new at it. After all, he could hear the festivals of the wine and ice in full swing, so he swung to the back, hoping to sneak through the kitchen entrance. He ran into a wall of fur and muscle and barely was able to keep himself from falling. <laughs> Sorry there, Lilith. I didn't know anyone would be sneaking out as I was sneaking in. Oh, don't you worry there, doll. The wine and ice celebration isn't exactly my favorite. It reminds me of some old friends I used to have. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to sneak out and stare at the stars for a while. Well, don't head up to the wall then. Looks like Linnell beat you to it. The man gave a small wave as he slid deeper into the kitchen, leaving the Minotaur alone as she stepped out into the cold of night. Just like Linnell, huh? <laughs> Ain't that the worst? <laughs> Thank you.